Welcome in. It is episode number 10 of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. We go around the world of the WWE and pro wrestling each and every week. And Aaron, uh, we're so, I love these guys at WrestleCrate. I, I, I'm so excited they're on board and they're involved. Like, I love them on Twitter. I, I'm a big fan of the product. Um, I'm even more excited now. Because you told me not only is the product great, but we've got an opportunity to hook up our listeners now when they use WrestleCrates. Yeah, first of all, if, if you don't already, if you're not part of WrestleCrates, you're doing wrestling fandom wrong. Correct. You're, you, you get a big box of wrestling stuff every month delivered to you. Let me, let me go back over this. <laughs> WrestleCrate is a pro wrestling theme mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month. Every crate contains a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com, and by themselves, those t-shirts, $19.99. Instead, $15 a month to start your pro- whatever it is that you're going to do with your wrestling crate, you're going to get one of those t-shirts. It would be worth the cost alone to get the t-shirt. And then you get right? all that other stuff. Right, and you get all the other stuff thrown in. You can check them out at WrestleCrate.com, follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates, and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. But wait, there's more. Look, if, if, if that's not enough for you, first of all, what are you doing? Yeah, that's a, I, that's I a good question. It's a fair question. But if, if you need a little bit of an incentive here, our friends over at WrestleCrates, Ed over at WrestleCrates, has given us, for all you loyal listeners out there, a discount code. Type in J-O sent me. That's jobbing that's out. not Jonathan Ogden? No, not Jonathan sure? or, or any other J-O you oh, could oh, uh, think oh, of. Right, yeah. Yeah. Or, Did yeah. you ever think about that? <laughs> but uh, J-O sent me and uh, 10% off. 10% off your crate. So, yeah. That's, that's huge. That's, I mean, just, that's just massive. You got to take advantage of that. And we'll tweet out more details on that. Uh, we don't. We need to start like a show Twitter. I think. By the way. Yeah, we probably should get on that. And I uh, always. I left you in charge of all those things. And yeah, you know, yeah, so what, it didn't happen. What do I have to show for? <laughs> hey, I, I've been busy this week. So, uh, but yeah. Anyway, Russell Chris. Oh right. Go to yeah, it. we got to talk about that too. You did have a busy week, didn't oh, yeah. you? And we got a busy weekend ahead here in this area. All right. Um, we got a lot to do on this show. A little bit later on, we are going to preview Sunday's pay-per-view here where we are in Baltimore. We'll be there, right? We'll- we, we will be there. Okay. I guess I should have double-checked on that beforehand. We'll be there for a payback. We will preview it. Our, um, our missing in action headliner co-host, A.J. Francis from the Miami Dolphins, will join us to help us preview payback and tell us about how great it is and how we're wrong about everything that we've ever complained about. But you know what? Because I, I, don't have, I, I have some slight complaints about payback, but no, overall, it's, oh, you yeah, know what? it's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm kind of looking it's forward fine. to Sunday. It, I'm, I, I'm with you. It's, it's fine. I think it's better than the last one. I just think they're purposely trying to screw everything else up, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get, get to that, that momentarily. Hey, we, we're also going to JR show, our friend JR, and uh, That's some right. new Saturday. VIP tickets were just released over at Ramshead. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, so you can still get tickets to that, so Saturday we'll be there as well. Right. So if you want to come and buy us a beer and tell us how we're <laughs> wrong about everything, we won't say no to that. Ramsheadlive.com in order to get your tickets to see JR, and if you missed JR on the show a couple weeks ago, I really encourage you. We now have archives, uh, a specific page where you can go for archives of jobbing out. I know. You can just go back to page one, and you can find JR's appearance here on this show. All right. Uh, also to come later on, Mickey James. It's going to join us. TNA knockout. I think former, des- former des- deserving of being a WWE Hall of Famer. Absolutely. I, I think that 
I, I still say to this day, she may have been for that, you know, six month run, like that that run with Trish, yeah. one of my favorite WrestleMania builds in the history of WrestleMania. Wow. It's a strong statement. But it's true. I'm mean, thinking about it. go back to that build. I mean, it was look, I'm not disagreeing with that. I think that her her character was fun and fascinating and we liked it so much. Uh, yeah. uh, let, let me rephrase. Maybe not for if you include the main but as far as non main event builds. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I can buy that. So a lot of that coming up a little bit later on in the program. But we will start out with uh, there are two news stories this week. Normally the first segment is called the main event. It's where we go over a the biggest news story. And I think there's one that's bigger than the other, but I want to touch on two within the course of the main event because I think they're both big and they both come out of uh, Monday Night Show, Monday Night Raw. The first is what at heart should be a good thing, which is the return of the Elimination Chamber. I got no problem with uh, it. Uh, standalone, I am totally good with the idea of the Elimination Chamber coming back. You know what I mean? Yep. I think it was it was different. It was an event that felt like it mattered. It was always in the wrong time frame because they put it between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania so that you didn't think anything was going to happen. Well, it, at least for, for the past few years, you know, when they had two titles, when they, you know, they had the number one contender, there was always that chance, you know. It's something like the, the SmackDown title could change. Exactly. Right. The non-main event could there be good. But, but obviously, you know, like last year, it was you knew exactly what was going to happen. Correct. You're not screwing with your WrestleMania main event a month beforehand. Right. It's just not going to happen. And that was always the problem the Elimination Chamber had. Apparently, one of the other problems they had with the Elimination Chamber was that. Arenas can't uh, hold it. Correct. That they, There was only so many places where they could go where they could fit the actual structure inside the arena so the return of the elimination chamber is great love it so glad it's back um i assume it's going to be a june pay-per-view or it's going to be maybe one that they do in the fall right like that's i'm i'm all for oh wait (laughs) outside of the big ones outside of royal rumble and wrestlemania and SummerSlam, and even to some extent survivor series the rest of them are all interchangeable, right? Like, I think Money in the Bank is settling in a little bit more. Yeah, as a, I think Money in the Bank has become summer, the, the almost fi- the number four. Like, you think ahead of Survivor Series? I, I think, I mean, you look at Survivor Series, I, you I, look at Money. I, I think that, you know, Survivor Series is still one of the four, you know, the big four, if right. you will. But that's more based on history. I think Money in the Bank, if you ask most okay. wrestling fans to rate the tiers. But I think also the timing of it has worked. I think, yes. it, I think it has worked as a summer pay-per-view. Maybe it's because it's, we still... It's, it's the Roy- it's, it's SummerSlam's version of the Royal Rumble. Yeah, because, sure. Because you, you have the, the big, you know, number one contender crowning there. And, you know, right. you don't know exactly when they'll cash it in. But it's kind of the kickoff. This is going to be the start to the road to SummerSlam. So other than those five, you can really replace anything else in the calendar with Elimination Chamber, and I'm good with it. You know, whatever else you want to take out, uh, if you don't want to do uh, TLC or you don't want to do Extreme Rules or you want to do whatever, just replace it with Elimination Chamber. Sign me up. Yes. So which one did they replace it with? Uh, None. They they just added it. Oh. Yeah. They added it. Three weeks, to be fair. They, they, they didn't just do a pull King of the Ring with it and say, hey, huh. guess what? This week, yeah, we're, going to night, have, right? we're going to have Elimination Chamber. But in three weeks, they're having Elimination Chamber, right, well, May 31st. Well, at least they probably spaced it out between pay-per-views, right? Like, I mean, there's I guess there's probably a, a month or two where, you know, the, the calendar just works out. They have, like, six weeks between pay-per-views, and they say, well, we don't want to go six weeks without a pay-per-view. Let's put it in there, right? Um, I I mean, they couldn't go four weeks without a pay-per-view. <laughs> they, they split. Well, they did. They split the two. The, it right in half yeah, there. Yeah, right. two, two weeks after payback, two weeks before uh, Money in the Bank. So here's the deal. All right. I like Elimination Chamber. 
I like the idea of there being more events that feel like they matter. This is the problem. I don't like when they do things that don't matter. And this is driving me bat-ass nuts. All right. I, you know, you're, you're big on the, the not mattering thing. I and, want, and, and, I, and I understand. I want some level of force. Here's the, the real problem I have, Aaron. You just held a, um, a battle royal at WrestleMania, right? Correct. The winner of that battle royal got what? Yeah, well, but that's okay, well, why they're What did the winner of battle royal Nothing. get? Nothing. A, a, a cool trophy that well, shows up for two weeks. Well, it's going to be destroyed by somebody in a... Well, no, a, it's probably not going to show up anymore. Well, it, correct. It but if it does, it's going to show up to get destroyed. Like Cesaro's got destroyed a year ago. Probably. Right? Probably. Like, that's, that's the way it goes. That's it. Yep. You couldn't have maybe said... Well, you know, we're thinking about bringing back the Elimination Chamber. Maybe the winner of the Battle Royal at WrestleMania should get a spot in the Elimination Chamber. Maybe maybe that would be smart to make it feel like this match matters more and also to make the Elimination Chamber feels like it matters more. You couldn't because you didn't know you were doing the Elimination exactly. and, Chamber. And, and that's and the problem. this is the issue that we the, have. The problem. I'm going to disagree with you about the not mattering thing. You're right. The, I think the not mattering thing is... As in, in this case, it's especially two weeks after another pay per view. Who cares? No, I do. I hundred percent. No, I, I don't think. If, if you want to say that makes payback matter less, fine. I, I think that's the problem. One of them, one or the other doesn't okay, matter. Okay, well that that's fine. I I don't necessarily know that for a fact. I I think that the way that you know the way that they're building, especially they're going to be building since it's it's not going to be for the world title. Apparently, there's going to be defending the intercontinental and tag title. You have, you know, they've been building the intercontinental title picture for several weeks now. Like that is going to feel like a legit built match. You're going to have, you know, probably Barrett, Neville, Sheamus, Dol- you know, all four of yeah, those. And, have if, been- and if they weren't fighting for the intercontinental title, I would be all for it because you see, we just did this thing where we had a hundred people fighting for the intercontinental title three months ago. Yes, but it wasn't in the elimination chamber. Oh, you're right about that. <laughs> but but I say, how does it not matter though? I mean, this is. The correct build. This is what it should have been building uh, to. You're probably right about the choice of the wording that doesn't matter. But is I, the I, wrong I, I agree term. that they're flying by their seat of their pants the right problem. now, and that is a problem. The, there is nothing. It, it, it lives for a moment. Uh, Everything they do right now literally lives for while it's happening, and and nothing beyond that. Correct. Five minutes later, it's like it didn't exist any longer, and that is the biggest issue that I have as someone, in fairness, who watches night in and night out, or at least week in and week out. I don't watch every th- product that they give Correct. us. I'm, I'm not that much of a P1, but they would argue back that for the people that don't watch week in and week out, the people that they're just trying to get to tune in once and become guys like me, that this, there's nothing wrong with doing things that don't matter five minutes ago, that we can't assume that everyone watched SmackDown last Thursday or that everyone watched Raw last Monday or that everyone watched every pay-per-view or that everyone even knows what's going on on a week-to-week basis. That would be the the counter-argument back. But there's no middle ground. They're not doing anything right now. Everything is being done in the world of... You know, living moment to moment. I'm all for living moment to moment. I like the idea of someone showing up surprise, right? Like, Correct. I like the idea that at 7.30 on a Monday night they announce we got a big surprise opponent for John Cena tonight in the U.S. Championship match. That's great, but you also have to do something to pay off the things that I've been watching for the last few months. You've got to do something to make it seem like what I watched a month ago matters. The, the, the funny thing with this is, for the most part, you are correct. For the most part, you know, they're they're... I'm always correct, No, Aaron. first of all, you're never correct. But in this case, in a lot of times, you are correct. 
The funny thing is, where this is being placed on the calendar with the storylines that are happening now, it almost feels like it was planned. We know that it wasn't. We know that the Raw superstar, you know, they were backstage when Cole announced it, and all of the wrestlers were like, wait a second, yeah. there's an elimination right? chamber? But it almost feels, because of the fact that they do have these four guys, and I'm sure they're going to throw in... I don't know who to, but that's kind of the part of the elimination right, so who chamber. Are the six guys going to be okay. We know that it's going to be Neville. Neville the the four guys who are been, right. Neville, so Wade Barrett, Sheamus, Dolph Ziggler, yeah. and then you know maybe they'll throw in our truth. You know, just throw in the guys in the ladder match, basically. Yeah, right. So we're essentially exactly what we just saw, except for the guy that we cared about, and no uh, Luke Harper. <laughs> Right, so yeah, we, he's, we don't. He's, he's doing his other thing right, right we, now, which we'll probably get touch on at least a little bit later, which I kind of. But it could be Rowan. It could be. I mean, it could be, but there. Are, but that's that's the thing in elimination chambers. There are always one or two guys. Or there you could just throwing. move Dean Ambrose into it after he doesn't win the title on on Sunday night. Yeah, I doubt that'll happen. I, but I hope you're right. But but whatever. The, the point is, you have that. You have the tag picture, the tag team titles on it, which. You know, we don't know how they're going to do it. I, I'm really intrigued by that possibility, whether it's three teams with two, you know, getting their people entered one at a time, sort of like a pseudo quasi war game style, or if it's six teams in a chamber, which just sounds absolutely batshit crazy to me, um, but possibly in a good way. Yeah. The tag picture can sustain that right I, now. Look, I'm not saying that. I think it can be and that night can be entertaining. I'm with you on that. I'm but, with you and, for and, the entertainment value of and, the and night. And I'm saying it's a logical conclusion, or not necessarily a conclusion, but it's a logical step in these progression in in these storylines. Not really. It it's is not really. It is. It's not a logical step for the IC title to just do the same thing that you did three months ago. But that's the thing. They did it three months ago, and now we're right back where we started. Uh, that, that to me doesn't make a logical conclusion. Sure, it does. No, because, because you have four guys right now. You have at least four. You can you can say you know you may what not. What you're have saying six. is let's stick all of our mid carters in one match. No, which it's is saying what that you do those all four the time. guys are connected to each other right now. How do you give it to Barrett and not have Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler and Neville involved well, with Barrett it. was the last guy to have the title and didn't lose it in a one on one. But match. then you're going right back to those three guys with them because they've been w- since. WrestleMania, those four guys well, have been connected with right, that's, each that's other. That's your mid-card, right. Well, that's your mid-card, and that is that picture. That is the spotlight on those four guys. It is those four guys who have fought each other in tag matches but, but and I think singles matches. I think matches. we're coming back to the idea that you want you want the IC title to matter in the process. And that, that I know what they wanted to do. They wanted to give it to Daniel Bryan and make it matter. Right. That, that, that failed. That failed. That failed. And that's the problem. The problem is now you can't make me care about having these six guys have a match together for the IC title because the IC title doesn't matter. You just can't do it. Now, look, I get it. It's a belt that exists. You have to do something with it. You I mean, I mean unless, unless you're saying to combine it. Yeah, and you're I've right. always thought that that would be a better play, but... That's fine. If you do that, you have to create some other... I get that they need belts because the belts sort of make things feel like they matter, but you have to separate why one matters versus the other one. The the, the point is, where they are right now in the storyline, Elimination Chamber makes sense. It makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. It makes all the sense in the world to have that match. It makes all the sense to have all the tag teams... Because, you know, the Lucha Dragons lose one match, all of a sudden they're out of the picture. No, now they're right back in. Why Why do we like the Elimination Chamber? Why do we like it? Yeah. Because it's different. It's it's different. It's yeah. I mean that's. A big I think reason. the person the reason why we're supposed to like the elimination chamber is because it presents a scenario where anything is possible. Yes. Right. Where you're putting six guys into a match, not into a battle royal, not into like one of those things, into a match. Six guys. Anything could happen at the end of the night. Right. It's built for the WWE Championship because 
that's the only thing where we never really feel like anything is possible. Why did we freak out about Am- or the way that they did it at WrestleMania? Because it was something we didn't think was possible. We, it's not that we didn't think it was possible that Rollins could become the champion. We didn't think it was possible that he would enter into a triple threat in order to do it. But the, here- the Elimination Chamber presents, for the, for the most predictable belt you have, it presents the possibility for you tune in because you never know what could happen. But you- here's the problem. We do know what's going on. We've, for the past, at least half of the elimination chambers over the past because few years. Because the timing. The timing was so and, and the timing, I don't know where you could, that, that's the problem. We, we talk about it. Yeah, you could put it into the fall. You know, if I remember the rumors were that, okay, it would replace Battleground. You would have it in July. We would still know what was happening with the title because. I think it's, I agree. I don't think you do it then. I but, think that but it's. You, yeah, you could have done it in, let's say, October. Right. But then, okay, all of a sudden, I remember that, you know, like last week we were talking about the payback. I was like, well, they're not going to change the title at a payback, you know, at a small pay-per-view. So why would they change it if we put it in, let's say, what, what's the uh, – what if, if you replace Hell in a Cell with what if, it in October? Okay, I was going to say, what if you replaced um, – Night of Champions – I mean, Night of Champions is the month after yeah. SummerSlam. So that's no, no, a problem. No, no, I was thinking December. What if you moved TLC? TLC got rid of Extreme Rules because Extreme Rules is stupid. Right. Made made Extreme Rules TLC and then made it your December pay per view because that would be the only time you would when essentially it would... take whoever was in your big Survivor Series match. You, you turn it into and... Starcade sort of, and you use that to tur- you know to turn the calendar a little bit. Right, you could do that, sure. And it's your but, your last big moment of the but year. That, but at the same time, at that point, you're already kind of thinking ahead to WrestleMania. So a lot of times, you want. You know, like you had with Brock Lesnar, you had him win it at SummerSlam. You because you wanted him to be defending it at uh, we didn't at get WrestleMania. Any well, no, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, in a lot of cases, you're already you know you kind of start thinking towards. But Royal I think that, Rumble. that thinking about Brock is unique. Well, I, Brock, I'm just saying in general, you look at the past few years and the well, title they've done too many part-time. Problem is, they've had too many part-time champions. You look back to 2005. Okay. I mean, you're you're, tra- you're looking at these guys. You. It's like, okay, who, who's going to be likely for the Royal Rumble, and why is it you have to start you know, planting the seeds there, hypothetically, for this match happening in November, in December? Or right, let, me do, let me do this instead, though. Let me present a scenario where coming out of SummerSlam, Seth Rollins is still the, the champion, right? Yeah. And you're thinking towards um, WrestleMania. Okay. You do a match in December, an Elimination Chamber match with Seth Rollins, with um, a, a healthy Daniel Bryan, let's say, right? Okay. Unfortunately, probably not likely, but... We'll just put it in there. Put in Roman Reigns, okay. right? Because, you know, you have to. Um, whatever Randy Orton is at that point, he's in there. Um, throw in yeah, whatever other two names you want to throw in. Here's the other problem, though. Yeah. You know, um, the, I mean, you, you'd have to plan this well in advance because, you know, you, you book for pay-per-views. You right. book it 15 months in advance. So, obviously. Well, you're supposed to. I mean, well, no, I mean, I mean, you booked the location, I'm oh, saying. Oh, okay, got you. So I believe Money in the Bank is in Boston. Uh, not Money in the Bank. Uh, TLC is in Boston this year. Right. Do you, you know can't that do you it can in Boston. Fit, right. You can't do it in Boston. Right. You, you have to do it in these weird old arenas that you don't normally do pay-per-views for because the weird old arenas are the only ones that can accommodate the Elimination Chamber. Okay. That's one month of the year that you got to do this. I know. That's it. But I'm saying that at this point, if you're saying, okay, you decide, let's say you decide at WrestleMania, we're going to do Elimination Chamber. Well, you can't do that until 2016, then. Uh, okay, I can live with okay. that. Well, fine. It's on you. You screwed it up to begin with. Right. You know I mean, like this is your fault. But if if the choice is no elimination chamber for 15 months, or you get an elimination chamber, granted, it's not quite as spectacular not, as it was. Again, Aaron, I'm not saying don't do this. Okay. I'm not saying that this is. 
I'm I'm saying that this is a bigger problem that the WWE faces oh, well, where they're not there's no foresight involved with this stuff. Well, yes. And it's making it Well, it goes back to what we talked about with Kevin Eck last week and that's it all comes down to Vince changing his mind. Just walking into a room and saying we're just going to do this now. Yeah. And it's just not a, it's not okay. And, and like somebody would say, "Well, what's if I if AJ was here with us right now, his response back would be, "Tell me how it's bad. Tell me how it's bad that you're going to get more entertainment that you paid for WWE Network and you're getting more." And I might I wouldn't have much of a response. I mean, back. The, the response would your response to to argue with him would be, "Okay, I'd get much more uh, entertainment out of it if they planned it out better and they actually right. built built to it." I would get more entertainment out of the um, the the battle royal. If the winner of that was going into the elimination right. chamber, correct. If that if that mattered, that would be better for me. That I, everything you do, that you should set up a calendar where one thing feeds another, so you don't have these events that just don't feel like they matter. Because the bigger problem is, you're right. You've created a scenario where now payback kind of doesn't feel like it matters. You, you, the Intercontinental Title is not on the line correct. in a match between two guys that are competing for the Intercontinental Title. Correct. That you just have more of a feeling of you're going to have another. Uh, not in the elimination chamber, but the word is you're going to have another match for the heavyweight title in two weeks at the elimination chamber. Right. It won't be an elimination chamber match, but it'll be with the title on the line. Uh, that, that's the weird thing about this. I almost would have preferred they just say, okay, you know what? This is going to be an hour and a half. We're going to have two elimination chamber matches and, and not have anything else instead of doing the full-blown pay-per-view. That's the thing that makes it feel really, really odd to me because – you know, I've been I, I've been the guy banging on the banging on the desk saying you gotta make the WWE Network matter. Right, do more. You gotta right. do more. Right. So so I'm loving that. for that matter for the fact that they're thinking okay how can we make the WWE Network matter? I am all for this. I am 100 percent for it. I, I even like the idea that it's a blatant blatant uh, desperate attempt, attempt to get... attempt to get a free person on and then not cancel right. the next day. Right. You know what? Fine, good. That's a good business well, strategy. Eh, I, it's think a it's good, a, I think it's a bit deceptive, but it's a business strategy. Whatever. I, I'm not okay. I hear that, but I'm yeah. not giving it good. I think that's a deceptive business. It's fine. Strategy. It's fine. I, I think it's unfortunately common practice. Right. But it's, I still think it's deceptive. You know what? It, it means they're actually thinking of a way to make the network. Matter, I, I'm which, I am opposed to doing anything where somebody has to sign up for something for free, where then they can you can just roll it over and start charging them well, if they that's, forget. That's everything. I hear you, <laughs> but I don't. It doesn't mean I have to like it. No, but it's. I um, mean, that's the. So, so the way the world works. Again, you just did King of the Ring. Yeah. What does Wade Barrett have to show for that? Um, a little bit more mic time. Yeah. Because so he can say. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be in the elimination chamber. No. Well, he, yeah. you're right. He's, he's not be for, in the elimination. Not for the, the the title, and that's my problem. My problem is you've done two things now that were great opportunities. See, that's that. This this is the thing. Things do matter. Be, that that's the problem with the WWE right now, and you're. Saying that it like a you're, you're trying to the fact is the only thing that matters is the world title, the but the solution isn't to okay just feed everything into the world title. The solution is try to make everything else matter. I'm all for making other things matter, but tell me why it wouldn't be a good idea to have had winners come out of the battle royal at WrestleMania and at King of the Ring and be guaranteed spots in the elimination chamber. Tell me how that's a bad idea. Tell me how that doesn't make those two events more valuable. Tell me how that doesn't improve this entire package. Um, I, I, of course I, yeah. you can't, no. because it would be a great idea to do it that way. I mean, th- unless you want to put the IC title back on Barrett. I, I, I hear you, then don't have him win the King of the Ring. I mean, I, I mean the King of the Ring to IC title used to be a bi- the, the transition. Because the IC title used to matter. <laughs> right. 
So you try to make it matter. You try. You okay, don't give up on it. But again, you're not going to do that while you're trying to run two titles concurrently. I mean, it's just not It's not going to happen that you're going to separate one of those two as having mattering at all. Well, when the U.S. title is – I'd say the U.S. title is starting to, at it, least a it, little it bit. It matters for the part of the show where John Cena might fight Neville or Sami Zayn. Like, yeah, that's the that, that's what it matters for. But you don't need the, IC, the, inter, the U.S. title for that part. If John Cena had spent <laughs> the last year without a title offering to fight Neville on Raw, it would have mattered. Yeah, that's true. Thank sure. you. Okay. That's why this stuff, these little things you do, it just takes such in, something so small as saying, we want to do an elimination chamber. That's six spots. Six. Right. Two of them can go to these two winners I mean, of other individual events that maybe we do nothing with. Maybe nothing comes of it. Right. But maybe we do. The problem is the past, though. I'm... I try not to look two months ago and say, oh, they screwed this up, so that means this is a mistake. I try oh, not I'm to I'm not that. saying again. No, no, no. I know, and I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. I'm just saying that it's hard for me to get too worked up that they screwed up two months ago and, and giving them a lesser grade for this because they screwed up but two I months ago. But I want them to do two months ago better. I do. I, yes, everybody does. I, I want yes. this to be a sign that next summer yes. they should be doing it this way. I get yes. it. This is what they're doing now, and they're doing it now, and that's fine. Look, again, in theory, in, in a vacuum, more elimination chamber, great, cool. wonderful. God bless. Do it. But do some damn work. Just show yes. your show your work. Show your work. Show you your work. You can't just work. put down the answer. You get Don't full just, credit. Here's what it is. Here's what happened. How did you get there? Yes. Do that a little bit so yeah. I can go from, from week to week and not feel like I'm completely lost. But that being said, I'm looking forward to May 31st. I'm sure it'll be a fine show. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the people that bought tickets to I guess that was a house show. Yeah, they're, they're, and Corpus Christi are all of a sudden like, now. can you even imagine? Like you plunked down. No, see, here's the thing. I don't know if I'd want to see Elimination Chamber live. But that, it's, that's a, it's, a, it's a tough visual, right? Like but you're, again, you're paying for a house show. So yeah, you yeah. paid for a house show and you're getting the Elimination Chamber. If they made it that price for every Elimination Chamber, you gladly sign up for it each and every year. Um, the other thing that we wanted to touch on in this segment, and we don't have to talk about this for a long time because we've been talking about it forever. Yeah. On Monday, Daniel Bryan addresses the crowd on Raw, relinquishing the Intercontinental title. It, it was frustrating. It, it was, was depressing. Just the speech he said, that the whole speech, the whole like, you know, I really wanted to come out here and hear the roar of the crowd. You can tell how much he misses it. You know, this is sure. You can tell how much this is killing him. I mean, this is different from so like we've seen this speech. We saw the speech last summer when yes. we really, but this one was different. It really felt. This was the one where you really thought like we might never see him again. Yeah, it's. I, I think we will see him again, but at the same time, it's the one where we're just like, well, the, oh my god, well, this the, is this I, is who Daniel Bryan is now. Well, I was gonna say, I think this is the one where the yes movement is over. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it'll ever be over. Completely. I'm not saying that people will stop chanting yes, but I don't think you will have the same feel. I mean, of you the can't. Fin- you're you're going to be. You it know. was a phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was... it really does depend on how bad this is. We assume we're all assuming the worst. I think we're we have all reason assume, to assume the worst, and for good reason. You know that he's going to need surgery. He's you know, if he's back by Royal Rumble, that'll be kind of the target. That, you know, basically exactly what we thought last year. The the um, comparison that I've heard made is Shawn Michaels when he showed back up in the WWE. I mean, that a guy that you thought was done, like you thought. Here's here's the thing though. He can't do that. He can't go away for four years. Shawn Michaels was gone for four years. I'm not suggesting he go. No, away oh, for I four. know, I I know what. Oh, but you're, hell, he's really kind of already been away for one. Right. I, I'm just I'm just saying like. He's he's to that point where 
he's gone for another two or three years, he's done. Probably. Like this, yeah. this isn't Shawn Michaels coming back. Um, and and that, that's the concern. But I also remember when Shawn Michaels came back, he was Shawn Michaels part two. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they still right. they still booked him into title matches. They still he had moments. He had you know Hogan at uh, right. at SummerSlam. Well, he, he had, had that, that great Triple H of feud course. When he first right. Returned. You know what I mean? There yeah. there were things they did with him that mattered when he first returned. But it wasn't Shawn Michaels the phenomenon. It was correct. A different it, it was, guy. Yes, yes. You're you know, right. he still called himself the showstopper. He still still dressed like Daniel Bryan can still come back and have a goofy beard and and lift his right. fingers up in the air. But I think that when if he were to come back again, we would view him different. It was just, I mean, just Monday night sitting through that. I think was what made it really tough really is that they tried to sign it off with a great moment of him doing the and it just, and and the emotion just wasn't there. I, it was it, it was just everyone was deflated. Everyone right. was defeated. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Every he felt defeated. The crowd felt defeated. Everyone as viewers was just like, really, this is happening. You know, even though we knew it was coming, we're just like, we we're, we have to do this again. Like, I don't want to see Daniel Bryan crying in the ring unless he's winning the world title right. again. That's right. the only time I want to see Daniel Bryan crying in the ring. To see him crying in the ring again. Doing that third, because don't forget, we also kind of had the pseudo retirement speech when he announced he was coming back. Yep. So this is in the past twelve months, we've heard this speech now three times on Raw every I, time. Yeah, and I wonder if there's a better way to do it. Like, do you put somebody out there with him? You know, like, is there is there? There's just no one you could put a put it out there with him. That's that's the problem because you don't want to put a heel out there because then it just turns into a goofy kind right. of storyline thing. You don't want to put Brie out there because Brie is, is is a heat magnet and right. you know would would. So there's no one you really could put out there unless you had, you know, done this in Canada and put Bret Hart out there. You know, like someone like that. But no, there's no one you can put out there with him. Um, He's he's on the island on his own. Um, The only way you could do it is if you kind of did it a, hey, I'm going away. Oh, but here's my replacement, Sami Zayn type. No, I I, I think that'd be the interesting way of doing it. Like, you know, but the guy that I would like to see win the Intercontinental title and carry it for the next year... There could yeah. be some, you know, right. passing of the torch type of moment if you did it like that. But, you know, with if if he is optimistic and on Twitter he's still, you know, as optimistic, he's saying, you know, I'm going to physical therapy right. now. You know, if he's op- optimistic, okay, maybe I'm going to be back in July, then you don't really want to do that. And they're just in such a tough place with him, and it's painful to watch as a oh, fan. It's so brutal. It was just that, this was the toughest on Monday night, man. This was just the. It was. I I felt on like. We all knew it was we, – we did the talk right. a few weeks ago. Right. We knew it was coming, and it was still, it was it was heartbreaking. Yeah. And, was. and I don't want to – you know, I, I, I always talk about the emotion of wrestling and when it's good. You know, it makes you feel – I don't want to feel, like, legitimately depressed right. over something. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's not a storyline where it's like, oh, my God, this is awesome, or boo, yeah. I hate this guy, or I'm so happy Daniel Bryan finally won the – you know, rose up and won the title. It is just literally – we're, we're watching this guy kill himself for us. That's true. Like, That's we, true. we've literally watched this guy destroy himself for us. And it's just, it's it's heartbreaking to watch. That That's all it is to it. It's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. All right. We will uh, take a break here. And when we come back in, we're going to preview Payback. It's jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. My dad calls it snuff. Uncle Jimmy, well, he calls it chew. Most all the guys in my family use it. And I never thought much of it until one of them turned up with cancer. Doctor said he can get rid of it, but not without taking part of his jaw. So I really don't care what they call it. No way is it worth winding up with a hole in my face. Tobacco stops with me. Ready to quit? 
Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. Give your child the ultimate baseball camp experience this summer. At each week-long Ripken Experience Camp, players live and breathe baseball at the nation's finest youth complex. During each week-long camp, Ripken Baseball's elite coaches work alongside former major leaguers to provide an innovative instructional experience. And every camper gets decked out in the latest high-performance gear from Under Armour. Elevate your child's on-field potential with an unforgettable week at the Ripken Experience Aberdeen. Powered by Under Armour. Register now at ripkinbaseball.com slash camps. When people rob banks, they call it a crime. But when banks rob people, they call it a service charge. Like ATM fees. Try to take out 20 bucks and the thing says there will be a $3 service charge. Still want your money? Yes, I want my money! If ATM service charges drive you crazy, you'll be glad to know that Royal Farms ATMs never charge a fee. Not one red cent. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. A banker credit card fee may apply. Get more than the score on a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. All right, I don't know about you guys, but when my car goes up, there's nothing in the world worse than having to pick up the phone and call my mother-in-law, who I love, and say, Can I ask you a favor? Could you come get me and take me to work? Oh, it's so uncomfortable. That's why I turned to First Choice Automotive in Joppa, 710 Pulaski Highway, 410-676-5552. Free towing with all repairs. Free loaner cars with major repairs. First Choice Automotive, fcautomotive.com. Make them your first choice when it comes to your vehicle. Welcome back in. It is segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. It's all brought to you by WrestleCrate. We'll tell you more about them before the show is over. Right now, our long-lost MIA headliner. God, I hate saying that. He's Brock Lesnar is what he is. Yeah. Brock Lesnar. People pay. Well, they don't have to, but they will eventually pay to hear me. Uh, When he's not busy driving for Uber or making reality shows or whatever the F, you know, playing Taxi cab confessionals. What what, what is that, AJ? Come on. What are you doing? That that is so Uh, 1995. That's my life, and I'm going to flip that into, I'm going to have my own show one day to watch. They already do that. It's called Taxi Cab Confessional on HBO. Yeah. No, it's not the same. It's it's pretty just similar. Because, just because ninety percent of America has a limited mindset and they can't <laughs> come up with the comprehension that two shows in a cat in a in a cab aren't the same doesn't mean that I'm doing the same thing. Are you the one where I can get in your car and you'll give me money if I answer trivia questions? No, that, that was a great show. I watched that all throughout college. That was cat cab. Wow. <laughs> I haven't started that yet, but I do. I am about to start doing that with one trivia question, and it's always going to be about the government because I'm learning through. Why not wrestling? Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah, honestly. Wait a second. It's going to be the government and not, like, who faced Mr. Perfect in 1989 Survivor Series? I mean, I could probably do that, or I could say what kind of match did, uh, uh, what kind of event did uh, Ultimate Warrior and Rick Rude get into in Royal Rumble 91? I could do that. Ultimate Pose Down Showdown. Yeah. Wow. Like there's like four people worldwide that could. At least you guys aren't nerds. That would be really <laughs> awful. All right. <laughs> He's AJ Francis. He is our our co-host, but it's sort of only sort of kind of our co-host here on Jobbing Out. And he joins us this week as we're getting ready for payback. By the way, great timing on your part, bro. All we're doing is going to see Jim Ross on Saturday night and going to payback Sunday night while you're busy working. 
I know. Tell me about it. It's the worst decision I've ever made. I, I agree. If I were you, I'd quit Uber, I'd quit the NFL, I'd quit all of those things, and come back home this weekend and hang out with us. That don't. Here's the thing. You say that jokingly. Don't think that I didn't have that idea to fly <laughs> up for the weekend. But if I did that, uh, my lady's going to be there too. So you know what I'm saying? Like, I would not be able to do all the fun things I would want to do. Oh, boy, bro. Oh, Come on. God. Dude, I took my girlfriend up to Philly to go to the ECW arena. Why, why isn't Tots on that level? Yeah. <laughs> Because Tot doesn't Tot, I don't think there's a person walking Earth right now that has less interest in wrestling than <laughs> the woman I happen to be married to. <laughs> Does she at least at least like uh, pander to you at all about it? Does she at least like say, "Oh no, baby, I understand. Go out, have a good night with the guys, have fun." Or no, it's did- actually kind of awesome because it's it's fun because to me, like. We've never been able to like she's been to, she's been to live events and she's been to she's even been to Ring of Honor. Um, we've had a, a good time, but the thing is, what ends up happening more often than not is she doesn't want to go. So then I don't have to spend hours telling her the storylines, and I can just enjoy the match. You know, that's a good point too. Yeah. You, you also have to worry about tracking down her ticket. You know, like I got to do that all. And that, like, like uh, what's it called? Um, WrestleMania 30 would have cost me twice as much if she did like wrestling. It's a good Fact. point. Fact. It's a good point. It's better this way. All right, you've sold me on it. That's better. But you're still not here, so that that's the flaw. That's true too. <laughs> oh, that's true. Speaking of that, payback. Yeah, that's what. That's why you're on the air because you are our. Uh, what are you? Are you like well, our pay per view previewer well, now? What it really is is that when we need someone to completely walk the company line and never be willing to be critical of anything in the history of ever, well, we we call AJ. I'm very critical of the fact that Roman Reigns hasn't won the the World Heavyweight title yet. Well, do you think that changes on Sunday? We'll get to that. Hold on. Hold that thought. Ah, Hold that thought. We'll get to it. Fine. We'll get to it. Here's the thing, though. You know, we were talking about, you know, a month ago, Extreme Rules. We could not be more down about that. This month, I'm pretty happy with Payback. I like the card. I think it could be a very good pay-per-view. Yeah, because you guys are all you guys are all the same. All wrestling fans are the same. Here's what happens. (laughs) You complain about something, and you... Tell him why he doesn't, oh, I don't want to do this. It's not good. They should have did it better, blah, blah, blah. Then the show's great. Then they shut the hell up, and then they go back to understanding why they love the show, and then that goes on for a couple months until one thing doesn't go the way they want it to go, and then they're back. Oh, this is the worst. That's what you guys all do. Wow. Sounds awfully um, stereotypical of you. I know. know. Seriously. How would you feel if I said all football players are the same? You're all big, dumb jocks. How would you feel about that, huh? Well, I have evidence proving the otherwise, do you? No, I don't really. I really don't. <laughs> so let's get to payback in right. Baltimore. We were, me and uh, you, AJ, we were at the last pay-per-view in Baltimore, TLC 2011. That was a It's about great time show. they came back. Yeah, I know. Way. It's been way too long, and, and WWE, not happy. I'm not happy with them for waiting so long to know Baltimore or DC pay-per-view since then. But uh, what? The worst part of all is the fact that it, it just seems like I've only been to like three live shows in the last since WrestleMania 30 because like every time they're in Baltimore or DC, I'm in Miami, and every time they're in Miami, I'm in Baltimore, or DC. You got to get your life together. Terrible. You really got to get you, your life well, together. What you need to do is you need to start scheduling your life around wrestling. Yeah. What are you doing? Don't we like know the schedule for the next 16 months at this point? Yeah, pretty much. I can promise you that if I ever become super duper rich, 
<laughs> you're, you're gonna be that front that front row guy who is at every pay-per-view <laughs> i can already i can already see this now reality tv show superstar aj francis well, there, there was that guy who was in the front row for like five straight years who just ended his streak a couple months ago like every pay-per-view <laughs> What a life. What a life that is. All Anyways, right. let's All right. get, to get, get to the matches. I don't even know what they are. All right, Pre, pre-show match here. We have the Ascension against the no. new you know what? Mega no. Powers. No, if you defend this, if you defend what they're doing to Damian Sandow, I Macho will... Macho Mandow. Shut up. I will jump through this phone, AJ. I, I'm going to be honest. I think it's the dumbest thing I've seen. Thank you. Oh, my God. I've waited years. Now, here's here's... Go ahead, AJ. They, you got to understand the fact that they don't know what to do with him, and he doesn't know what to do with himself. So, like, yeah, people like him, but, like, I honestly, I feel bad for the guy because I feel like he doesn't have any other ideas. That that's almost I don't know if he doesn't have any ideas, but they don't know. He's not a natural face at all. He's not a guy who you could just put out there and he's going to get over. Eventually, I mean we saw it in his very first promo. Yeah, it was emotional, yeah, it was it was a good promo. It took the crowd a while to get really behind it, and really didn't until he started doing the stupid Curtis Axel impressions. So he's in a weird situation where he's he's very, very good, but he's not naturally charismatic. So if the only thing they can figure out how to use him is in a comedy role, well, that's better than not using him at all. Yeah, I, I, I feel, I mean, I mean, he's good. It's just, to me, it's like, how long are you going to do this mimic? You know what I'm saying? Like, how long are you going to... How long did Charlie Haas do it? Yeah. How long did the Big Show do it? You know, didn't the Big Show do like eight straight pay-per-views where he dressed up as somebody else for that one year? What was that, around 01 or so? Uh, Goldust did that for a while. The artist formerly known as Goldust. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's really bad. Here's, it, dude, here's what I think. I don't understand what the problem was with Sandow's snarky heel character. I never understood that. Well, I thought he got, he's a face now. I, I get that, but why does he have to be a face? Because he was with the Miz and he I, broke I, off. That's from the fine. Miz. They completely, they abruptly ended that so maybe, and maybe, pretended like it didn't exist. Maybe, maybe this is a short term. You know, he's a face. He's getting cheers, so you have to do something with him, and then he goes back to snarky heel. I like I like Mizdow. I like or it's Mizdow. See, I just did it. I like Sandow's snarky heel. I like that role for him. I was always a Sandow guy. Like, I feel like what happened was he won the money in the bank and then, you know, didn't cash in, and it wrecked him. It wrecked that character. Pretty much. That, that well, character. I think, I think the main thing is that he just, I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy, and, but like, like, at no point would, like, I hate to sound like Michael Hayes, but at no point would I ever pay to see that. I hear you, but is he that different than what Cody Rhodes was and during his heel yeah, run? I've, I've always – that's the thing. is like Cody Rhodes, even when he was dashing Cody Rhodes, I still thought he was entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, Sandow, to me, he was just a cookie-cutter, I'm smarter than you heel. And then he became Mizdow, and he became entertaining, but, like, they broke that up. What is he going to do now? Like, the yeah. stuff he's doing now – I think it'll be funny. I, I, the thing is, I think them being the mega powers, like, jokingly, I think will be funny for a while, and it'll be able to go for a couple, probably a couple months, probably two or three months. But, like, other than that, dude, I don't know what they're going to do after that. Here's my biggest problem with it. 
Sandow does the worst. Macho Man impression is a really easy impression to do. He does it worse than just about anyone I've ever heard. Correct. It's it's really you're right. It's really bad. When he came to Gorilla, he when he came to Gorilla on Raw, he like looked the part of like he had the same the way he looked in his outfit was Macho Man esque. It's just his personal. Impersonation of it. Yeah, the the way he moves, some of his movements were pretty good. It's just he he doesn't sound anything like it, which is ridiculous considering they did the whole video of WWE superstars mimicking him when they inducted him into the Hall of Fame, and everybody did it better than Sandow. But um, yeah. I mean, you have to have the Ascension win a match, right? Like they they have to, don't they? Otherwise, honest to God. Just I, I think this is going to feed into, we were talking, uh, we, we haven't gotten your opinion on this, AJ. We were talking about Elimination Chamber, and one of it's going to be a tag team title match. We don't know if it's going to be three teams with six competitors or six teams and cramming an entire team into one of those pods. But uh, th- this could be uh, f- feeding into that, where you have the two teams who are in the title picture, which we'll get to. You have the Mega Powers, the Ascension. You have the newly fo- reformed Harper and Rowan, which I'm pretty ecstatic about. Then you have the Lucha you Dragons, too, and love then it. you have the six teams right there. Here's the uh, while we're on elimination tape, <laughs> I just would love to point out one real quick thing about how dumb you guys all were. Imagine if Daniel Bryan was WWE World Heavyweight Champion right now. By the way, just just so we can get past that, because you guys owe me all an apology. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Now that we're past that, because the Intercontinental title is going to be in the Elimination Chamber because he can't even compete. It would have been in the Elimination Chamber anyways, though. But, well, (laughs) the main reason he's going to be in the Elimination elimination Chamber without him is because he can't compete, which would have been terrible if he was champion. Well, By the way, well, hang on. but, but the, it's not going to be wait, for the wait, WWE title. Wait, wait. Who said he had to win at WrestleMania? Wait, a that and B the WWE title is not being defended in the Elimination Chamber. I know. My point is, if he was WWE champion, it would have been vacated right now again. Well, yeah. I mean, that would suck. But the, so it would suck, and I deal with it. We move on the way we did the last time. My point being, wait a second. You're acting as though I said that Daniel Bryan had to beat. I said Daniel Bryan should have been facing Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I said nothing about Daniel Bryan needing to come out of WrestleMania as the champion. In uh, fact, your exact words were the WWE gave up an opportunity at the best underdog story. Yes. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. He said David versus Goliath story. He didn't say underdog. Yeah, I said David. I did say David versus. And David versus Goliath, who always wins. Goliath wins sometimes. I, mean, I was going to say. <laughs> in the WWE, I would have been fine with Seth Rollins still coming out. I, I was fine with Brock Lesnar holding the belt for three years. Yeah. I'd be fine if Brock Lesnar was always champion forever. So, anyways. Um, there's a reason why Rey Mysterio has a winning record against Brock Lesnar. I mean. I, wait, does? Is, that's, is that true? If that's true, that's disturbing. That's factually accurate. God. Look at wrestling history. That's really, that's really bad. Anyways, who, dude, does. Ascension Mega Powers winning? Do we care? What what's going who on? Who cares? Move on to the next match. Who, who wins? Just say who wins. I think, I think the Ascension wins. I hope. I got yeah. the Mega Powers. That's awful. It's I got so the, bad. But it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Uh, all right. Um, all right. Let, let's go to a, what's going to be a favorite match of yours, AJ. Uh, Bray Wyatt Ryback. Bray Wyatt's first wrestling appearance since WrestleMania. He's been doing the constant promos, but. Probably because of his sprained ankle, we haven't really seen him compete at all. What 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 do you see happening in this match? I see Bray re, like establishing himself um, after losing to the Undertaker. I think 
him having to do that job at WrestleMania, oh, it's one of the better jobs you could do at WrestleMania, to be honest. But um, him having to do that, um, I think he'll be rewarded for it. And I think that he's going to go out and he's going to put on a, a, a good a match as you can put on with Ryback. And I think he's going to come out victorious. Um, I, I tend to agree with AJ. I do. And I, I don't know what else makes sense here. I told you, I don't love that they spent a month of him doing promos and it turned out he was doing them about Ryback. You know, like, I really thought it was going to be something that was going to be big. I get it. It was a month of promos because they couldn't have him wrestle and they needed him to do something. So fine. Yeah. But I, if you have him lose to Ryback. No, I, I don't uh, think anyone expects them to lose. I, I think the question is, A, how good the match is going to be, and B, does this actually lead to anything, or is this just kind of a stalling yeah. thing just to you figure out what to do with Bray? A lot of people get on Ryback saying he, you know, he, he can't wrestle, blah, blah, blah. But Ryback puts up, Ryback's best matches are always with bigger guys. Yeah, I mean, if, if, there, if there's going to be a good match by Ryback, this is... Okay. Yeah, I, I think the match is going to be fine. It's just, it's not all that exciting. That's, I think that's my issue too, man, is that, like, it's not even that I'm, I, I dislike Ryback. It's more what they've done to him. They've just sort of made him completely irrelevant. They've they've tried a couple of times to repackage him, and it it just it it feels like oh right yeah Ryback sure he's he's big yeah we know that like it just doesn't it doesn't feel there doesn't feel to be any juice for this right now. It feels more like this is Bray getting a match because Bray needs to have a match right now. Correct. Yeah. But here's the thing: like, who else would you put? Right. And that's no, the and, problem. And it's a it's a totally fair question, and I and I don't have a a real answer to because it. You need, to I'll, be honest, after losing at WrestleMania, you need him. I mean, if you plan on him being the new face of fear, like he like they have him saying, you need him to win this month. So, who are you going to just throw out for him to lose to? I mean, I guess you could have did Neville, but why would he fuck Neville? I, I, I was going to say I was thinking like over the summer. I, I just I had this picture of Neville turning the sister Abigail and just like flipping as and landing on his feet as he does it, and that would just be the coolest spot yeah, ever. You know, I could see uh, promos <laughs> working there too. Like you know, you you say that gravity forgot you, but I didn't. You know, like I could yeah, see there yeah, being yeah. I could see uh, there no, being I promos. Say, I think that would be a, a logical SummerSlam match. Yeah, I think that would be. And again, it it's the type of thing where it doesn't really hurt either guy. If they were to end up losing it, you know what I mean. I think that right now, right, I think it hurts Bray more if it he loses. Well, but it's I don't know if that's the case at SummerSlam. Like if if they did it now, it would kill him. You know what I mean? Like you have to have him win right now. But but Ray Wyatt's supposed to be the type of guy that exists beyond wins and losses. He lives you know, in that bubble right now. Right, he's so, not going for any titles. I, I think if you got him to SummerSlam and had him face Neville, you, you could do it where it wouldn't be the end of the world for him if he were to lose. But you can't have him lose to Ryback and Payback. And but here's the thing: actually, where where he goes next from there, he goes after the Money in the Bank briefcase. I think that's where you start really for oh, the next Ray? for the next month. I think you're really going to see some motivation for something outside of that bubble, whether he wins it or not. I think you're going to see promos where you actually see some motivation from him. Okay. I, I think I think one of two things happens at Money in the Bank. I think either Roman wins it, and then he cashes it in in advance like a super face would, and he just says, I want Seth Rollins at SummerSlam one-on-one, you know, something like that. Yeah. Or I think a guy like Bray wins it, and I think Bray could completely change the meaning of how you cash in something like that. I just feel like that character with that kind of it would be great. Uh, it would be great. I, I personally think that Dean Ambrose is going to win the briefcase. I'd but, be all for that. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously Reigns, Bray, Bray would be great with it. Bray would the promos he would cut with it, and just kind of the creepiness of you know he appears there with the briefcase. Yeah, that'd yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> um, so everyone we're, we're agreeing. Yeah, everybody's in agreement wins. on Bray Wyatt. 
Um, well, we talked about him, so let's let's do Neville Barrett here. Neville versus King Barrett. Yeah. Uh, AJ, I, got, go. I, got, I got King Barrett because other than just to put more stuff on the network, why would you bring back the King of the Ring to have it lose at the next pay Well, they are going to be the only reason they brought it back was to have something on the network. Um, True. Yeah, I hear you. But the other thing, too, is like at some point, doesn't Neville have to win? Like at, when, And I don't know when that time frame is. That he asked he, to he win. Did, he did win at the la, at the uh, last pay per view, didn't he? Beat Barrett at, at, in the pre show. To be fair, oh, I, I didn't watch yeah. the pre show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah so then that makes could. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. th- this is basically the best two out. You know, the rubber match between them because you have but, yeah, Neville but, win. But at, you also know they're both going to be in the IC match at Elimination Chamber. Correct. I mean, they're both going to end up there, and that's really going to be the blow off to the feud. That's the only. That's the difficult part about doing a pay per view two weeks after you do another one is that. This is supposed to be the blow-off, but we all know it's not really the blow-off. It's just sort of like a preview match for the both of them being in Elimination Chamber. I guess I agree on. I guess I agree on Barrett, though. I guess I agree on that. It has, you know. And, and it'll be another fun. Like every encounter between these guys has been oh, a really both, good match. You know, good it's, workers. It's going to be a three, three and a half star match. It's going to be fun. We're going to get to see a lot of flippy shit, and it's going to be great. And I'm going to really enjoy it. <laughs> I do enjoy some flippy shit. That is my. That's actually the name of my uh, '90s cover band. Is Flippy Shit? That really should have been the name of the show. <laughs> we play. Flippy Shit. We, 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 we play a lot of fine young cannibals. Maybe a little Jim Blossoms. It's flippy Shit. Come see us Friday night at uh, at, uh, at Jay's Grill in in Every Grace. All right. What's next? Uh, wait, are, are we all in agreement, King Barrett? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so let, let's do it. The, the other pair of this feud, which is going to go into the Elimination Chamber, Sheamus for Dolph Ziggler. The reason this one, I feel like Neville Barrett makes a little bit more sense because this is kind of a rubber match thing. This is just weird because you had a stipulation for the last match, even though it was a stupid kiss my ass stipulation, and no stipulation for this. It's kind of the problem with Extreme Rules, and the problem with the payback is that all of these are just, oh, look, these are payback matches even though we made the matches bigger last month at Extreme Rules. That's um, true. I, I think Seamus wins because at this point, Jesus, how many matches he's going to lose. Yeah, I, I think he needs a win too. I'm, I'm with you on that, AJ. I, you know what bums me about this is that I, I want – I didn't like Seamus as a face, so I really wanted to like him as a heel, right? And I don't really like him as a heel either, and I think I just have to accept that I just don't like Seamus. Like, I don't like anything about him. Um, I like I – like- I like Seamus for the same reason I would hate working with him. Um, because when he gets in the ring, he beats the Oh, he's stiff. Yeah, I right? mean, the, the matches are still fun. They, he he yeah. still puts on good matches. Just his care. There's something, you're right, there's something about him that's a little bit lacking. This whole, you know, I'm going to pick on the, the, vanilla, the vanilla midgets to use another right, wrestling right. term here. Is, it's fine, but it's like I told you about, you know, before Extreme Rules. You know, if you're saying, okay, I'm going to beat up all the vanilla midgets and I'm better than you, either you win and then you prove it right, which buries the vanilla midgets because then they just look like vanilla midgets, or they beat you and you look like a complete fool and we can't take you seriously as a face. Yeah. It's a pretty much painting it right into a corner, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you got that. I, 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 I want to. I don't want to be a dick about Seamus. I don't. I've tried everything I can to try to find something that I like about Seamus, and I just don't. What about his haircut? No. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Uh, and I, I, do, I want always. I can't lie. Those, those little beads in his beard have grown on me. No. no. Oh, <laughs> I think that's no. his entr- his new entrance. I like his new entrance. I guess. I guess. Yeah, his new entrance when they shine a light on him and he looks like a, a flashlight at noon. 
he's fantastic. I also kind of hate that we're never getting anywhere with Ziggler, are we? Like, we just have to accept this is him forever. Like, this is just who he's going to be. He's going to be the good soldier. He's going to show up. He's going to do the things he's supposed to. This is, this is who he is now, and it's probably all he's no, ever going to you know what the thing is? I think the best thing, and I hate to say this, because I love Daniel Bryan. I do like Daniel Bryan. It's just, I think the best thing that could happen for Ziggler is Daniel Bryan staying out. Well, yeah, because then he becomes because the, the white meat baby face. That, that punk, that spunky underdog that beats all the adversity. And when, and when Daniel Bryan was out, Dolph Ziggler won your publication, Aaron. Dolph Ziggler won Wrestler of the Year. That's right. Yeah. I still Bryan say it was Seth Rollins, but he yeah. He ran with it, and I think he's great with that role. But as long as Daniel Bryan's there, you can't use Daniel Bryan's role. The, the question is, is Ziggler, if, you know, now that Neville's around, if Sami Zayn comes up with he's not too injured, if he comes up over this summer, is that still Ziggler's role, or do the new guys take that role? And in, case, in no, that no, case, I think I think that's Ziggler's role because you're not going to thrust Neville or Sami Zayn into the World Heavyweight Title. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, not that high, but, but then but he's I, not the spunky baby face. But I think this is the problem with Ziggler. No, is that but you? The thing is, but the thing is, when you consider all the people that Dolph Ziggler will be going against, like yeah, Adrian Neville will be the spunky baby face, and he'll be going against Wade Barrett, and he'll be going against. Like uh, the Harper and Rowan, and he'll be going against those guys. Ziggler will be doing it against a Randy Orton if he goes heel, a Brock Lesnar when he comes back, um, a Bray Wyatt. You know what I'm saying? Well, Brock like Lesnar, Seth Rollins. Okay. He'll be going up against a higher class of guys, so it'll kind of be it'll there'll be a distance between them. I, I hear you, but I don't feel like that's where he's been eating recently. Like I feel like he's been eating more in the same territory as what you're talking about with because with... Daniel Bryan came back. But remember, when Daniel Bryan was out, who was the one that? That was the right. most over person out of Survivor Series. Oh, no, obviously. Oh, yeah. Obviously it was. Look, if, if that's – I, I like the idea, yeah, AJ. I, I'm, I'm, the, the question is, will they do it? Right. I'm fully supportive of the idea of putting Dolph Ziggler back into top babyface territory. I, you're, you're talking I'm all in on Dolph Ziggler, and I want him to live in that world. I just don't feel like – I feel like every time they've given him a bite of that, they've just pulled it right back from him and said, nah, go right back to the mid-card and – and have some have some fun there, and I I it it bug it bugs me because I think he's very good in a top baby face role. I think you talked before about the fact that like one of the biggest pops we ever heard was that night after WrestleMania, and I get it, it's night after WrestleMania, so that you know that, that shit's different on that type of night. But I I really like Dolph Ziggler in that role, and I just feel like they've been reluctant to give him the opportunity to run with it. And the reason that they they have given him the opportunity is just you got to realize. Daniel Bryan is the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if there's going to be a guy to do it, like, Ziggler was that guy. That was his role. And then Daniel Bryan came back. So he got relegated. If, if Daniel Bryan's not healthy at WrestleMania, who wins the, the ladder match? No Who's problem. putting on phenomenal intercontinental title matches right now if Daniel Bryan doesn't win that ladder match? Yeah, you're saying it's Ziggler, and you're probably right about that. You're probably right. And I, look... I hope you're right. I hope that's where he's headed. I hope he's got big in front of him. I just guess I need to see it to fully trust that. I, I've sensed that it's more a we just lack full faith in, in Dolph Ziggler as a character or as a performer for whatever reason. I hope I'm wrong about that. I hope you're right. And I would like, if this was the summer of Dolph ahead of us, I would be so in. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I would high five. I'd love it. It's just that when are you going to start that? What What do you have him do 
that vaults him into that territory because he didn't you win King I of the Ring. Realized, I just realized I picked four straight heels, so I'm changing my vote to Dolph. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, these aren't the I order that the uh, matches are going to be, and I'm sure you're going to be picking some heels uh, upcoming. But, um, I, I mean, I think it, if Sheamus loses here, he's dead on arrival. And for whatever reason, they love Sheamus so much that they don't want to kill him off here. So I assume Sheamus wins. And, you know, maybe Dolph does win in the Elimination Chamber, but I don't know if that propels him higher or what it does. Well, we'll have to see. We yeah. can hope. We, we watch and we hope. That's all we can do at this yeah, point. I hear you. Um, this is a match I think AJ is going to like. Uh, you, you have the uh, Divas tag match. You have Naomi and Tamina versus the Bellas. What, what's your take on uh, that whole feud so far, AJ? Because we've been talking about uh, it. But. I like it. I like the fact that, um, yo, uh, Naomi and, and Tamina are just nasty, man. <laughs> like, they're just like, they're just like beating the hell out of me. Like, with Tamina... Super kick Bree on Raw, that like broke my jaw. <laughs> like my jaw fell off of my face when I saw her get kicked that hard. Like it, it hurt me to see that. She's like, a ass. I, I hope this leads to Naomi being the Divas champion eventually. That's what I hope it leads to. But you never know, man. I didn't think that Bree would make it through AJ and Paige still the champ. So you never know. I mean, I'm sorry, Nikki. Have, have you had as big of a problem as we have? Because I feel like we've talked about it every week, how they were just like, oh, hey, Bellas, by the way, your face is now, without doing anything at all yeah. to even slightly turn it, just kind of sit them out there and say, oh, well, maybe you'll get cheered. Well, I mean, it was, it was the thing was that they, they did, though. What did they do? <laughs> no, they, I'm talking about they did get cheered. Oh, they yeah, they have gotten cheered, but then once they go back away from these guys, they probably won't because we've been given absolutely no reason to cheer them other than Naomi's beating them up and... I still don't know why we're cheering for the Bellas over Naomi and Tamina. The, re- the reason you're cheering for them is it's very simple. is that a heel became the number one contender, so they just booked it differently. Well, I think there's the other thing, too, AJ. I talked about this last week. I think there's a part of a show where you just like seeing the person that you're more familiar with. That when, yeah. when, when given the op- – think about the moments where you've been at a live show and you you know were sitting there for 30 minutes like waiting for something to matter and you, for whatever reason, ended up popping for like William Regal. You're like, oh, my God, William Regal's here! Just because it's been a little while since you had seen something that you cared about. And I feel like there's some yeah. factor involved here that you present me four options – and of these four people, the Bellas are the ones with the most. They've been around the longest. They've accomplished the most. That that you're going to pop for them sort of because of the four, even if it doesn't make any sense, even if they haven't done anything, I, I prefer them. It feels more important when they're around. And to be honest, uh, there's no other faces on the roster. Right. Well, that that's the problem in general is that there are no – that pages legitimately go up and down the card, literally the only uh, phase diva right now. And, that's what I'm saying. She's out. Yeah. And then, I, but, and after AJ, but isn't Natty supposed to be a face right now because she, she's with Tyson and, and Cesaro well, and they're supposed but, to – But Tyson and Cesaro were another – I know they weren't. I know. They were just told they were faces one day. <laughs> that's the other problem. Doesn't make any sense. Nothing here makes sense, but we're going to watch it on Sunday night live in person at the Royal Farms Arena. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about – here's the thing that just me out like, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but Tyson and Tyson and Cesaro were getting cheered anyway. I know. I, well, because they're amazing because they're great. So yeah, I, I so prefer like, them being so faces. Like, maybe people get all mad all the time. WWE just got out of its own way. You see what I'm saying? Like, it was like, well, they're going to cheer them anyway, and we want to get this new other heel group a chance, so – 
I feel like you should do something. Yeah, I, I'm with Aaron. Like it, maybe just a segment where you where you do something let, to let them make kiss puppies or kiss babies <laughs> and have puppies. Like give or, us or a kiss puppies if you're interested. In that. Whatever. Uh, dude, all of a sudden I heard kiss puppies and like the king just popped up over my shoulder. <laughs> Someone say puppies. But you know, have something. Give us a reason to say, "Hey, okay, we're cheering you for this reason." I don't care what the reason is. Maybe it's that you come out with sparklier outfits or something. <laughs> Give us something to cheer. We find out that you really uh, help old ladies across the street on, on regular but, occasions. But the thing is, yeah, that makes that all makes sense in wrestling logic. But at the end of the day, like Aaron, you've cheered. I've been to shows where both of those people have come out. You've never once boosted. Of course, they're great. Both of those people are great. I didn't. So, so, then, so then, why is, is there an issue with them being faces? Because here's here's here's, here's the reason. Because I'm cheering them, and and right now they're against the New Day, and and, and we might as well just talk about both matches right now. Do, right. Do, do we do we what, what's the what's the uh, prediction? Do we have? I, I have Naomi and Tamina. Um, Obviously, that's my yeah. pick too. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to New Day, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Here's my problem with it. Right now, they're going to get big cheers from everybody because they're facing the New Day, and the New Day are, like, the greatest heels ever, and they're amazing. Once you move past them and you haven't established the fact that, yes, these are faces and these are credible faces for a reason and give us a reason to cheer, the people who aren't us aren't necessarily going to cheer for Kid and Cesar. They're not, I don't think they're giving them a fair chance and, as a real face And runner. what are the... I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think that's the case because... There, there's enough heel tag teams right now that Kim Cesaro can have a feud with. Think about this. Kim Cesaro has a feud with Eric and, and Luke. Oh, well, and I assume that's where they're going. I don't know that they'll... That's not I, only going to be fantastic matches, yes, but it on is. top of that, they're going to get cheers because those people are legitimately terrified. See, but I don't know if they're 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 terrifying and they're awesome, but I don't know if they have the nuclear heat that the new day. Yeah, they're kind of tweeners, really, more than anything. And I think that's the issue too. Like, what what really are the primetime players right now? I guess they're heels. They're they're talking about the new age out. No, I think they're faces. I I mean, think. But okay, but what are they doing to be like? Well, they're not wrestling, <laughs> so we don't know. That's the issue. Like they're doing all these promos, and I I I like them. I'm an, I'm they're a fan making, of the primetime player. They're making corny face jokes. Like, that's right. why they're, they're faces. No question. All right. All right. You might be right about that. Yeah. Maybe. But then they're going after the outlaws and are the outlaws, you know, are, are we going to see the outlaws? Are we going to see them ever? Are we ever going to see the... Pro- so are you going to pretend they didn't already go after the Ascension? No, like the first team they went after. No, that's true. That's true. Okay, fine. That's true. But you're right about that. They did go after the Ascension first. You're right. But did, did they wrestle them? I, I lose. They didn't wrestle anybody. <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying they can't be faces because they're going after faces. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that when they come out, what's their reaction? You know, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah, you know, they're they're doing the corny. I guess that kind of almost goes against the point because they're doing the corny face. You're giving them a reason to cheer. But yeah. we're not. it's just it's, it's a little confusing. I, I wish they would give us a reason to say, okay, these guys are faces for more than just because Why? they're facing heels. Because well, that doesn't make sense because you just said you didn't want – you don't. You were mad because they didn't do that for Cesaro and Kid, and then these guys are making jokes. I I, I was going back to Cesaro and Kid. Yeah, he's going. He's revisiting Cesaro. I, I, and I'm Kid. I'm revisiting Cesaro and Kid there, and yeah, and uh, the primetime players. I mean, the problem is that I just don't know exactly what they're doing because they haven't been wrestling for three, pretty much since they've returned. They haven't been wrestling at all, which has been a bummer. As much as I love seeing the shirts, which I still can't buy, by the way, WWE. Let's get shop. on that. Let's get on that. Um. I, I, I love to see it. I just want to see that. I, I just want to see it. I'm going to tie this O'Neill that the other day. 
and he, and he tweeted to WWE Shock. Well, I hope it works. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it is a little bit like, dude, get on that. I mean, get. I I had been waiting to use my twenty five dollar gift card forever <laughs> and ever for that, and, and and I was just like, okay, you know what? This probably never happens. So I just I went and bought a Bo Leaf shirt. All right, so. all right. So are we picking the title match now? Oh, uh, uh, the tag uh, title yeah, match. Yeah, uh, New Day Circuit. Two out of three falls match. I mean, with the first match at Extreme Rules was great. Two out of three falls should make it even better. Oh, I think this is great. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm I, in on this. I'm I'm in on this match. This could very easily be the match of the night. Um, I think it was the match of the night last month. Uh, I have the New Day winning just because they're too awesome as the heel champions right now, and to pull the rug out from under them, I think would be a mistake. But well, I, it was I'm the first thing. It. it was the, it really was what made them viable, right? Like they were they were completely falling apart until they were put into the title situation, and that's when these the characters kind of kicked up a notch. And, and they have such nuclear heat that the chase, it doesn't matter, you know, you can do Kid and Cesaro for a few months now. If you wanted to have the Lucha Dragons chase them, you know, again, nuclear heat. If you want to have the primetime players, there is money in people chasing the New Day. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you. for sure. I, I picked the New Day, too. You're picking all heels, man. Like, it's all I you're know, picking. That's why... That's why I had to change my pick to Ziggler because I'm realizing that I'm definitely picking a heel for the title. I, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. Um, yeah, I gotta pick New Day too. I, it just—it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to go away from what what's working right now. This is working. Stick with it. All right, we got the uh, final debate. We got Cena versus Rusev. I quit match for the title, and we know that this is not going to be a match. It's all going to be about Lana. Yeah, I pick Lana. Right. Lana. Right. Okay. Let's. Just skip this. Cena doesn't quit. He's going to win. That's, that's. I mean, that's he's John Cena. I, I I will say this because this is not a match about the, this is about Lana. If you told me John Cena is not quitting. Hold on. If you told me that Rusev threatened to put Lana in the accolade unless John Cena quit, we saw him do it. He, he put the authority back in uh, back in power. He, that, but he didn't sort of have quitting. to quit. Yeah, but he it basically was. He, He's got the stupid towel. He can't quit. <laughs> but he could. He could say, "I'm saving Lana, and I will give you the title to save Lana." Yeah, that'll happen it, after the match. I, I don't think that that will. That's. I don't think that'll be the way they go. But I think it's the second most likely that's scenario. A, I, I can't lie to you, Aaron. That's a phenomenal idea. We we we, we the three of us should book these people. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I, well, except for the part where we go to you and you say, "Well, I'll just do whatever the WWE <laughs> wants." <laughs> That's not true at all, because if it was up to me, you'd know who'd be champion. Don't That's true. Champion. That's a good point. Well, you would point. be champion. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, I, I think that the logical way to do this, especially because it seems like they're very determined to have Lana be the breakout face and, and really separate, is that what's going to happen is Rusev's not going to quit, but Lana will throw in the towel on his behalf and say, I quit for I, him. That's exactly what I think is going yeah, to happen. I mean, that's the only... If Cena's not losing, that's the logical. They can't way to have John. They have built his entire existence on him not quitting. I'll never give up. Right, and if it's going to happen, but I, I don't think I don't listen. It's not going to happen at Payback. If it ever happens, it's not happening at. <laughs> right, correct. They're, I mean, like it's just not. They, this is. It's like Maybe Kane. SummerSlam when I'm there. Are you going to SummerSlam? No, I'm saying what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, wait, he wrestles. No, he's, he's in the middle oh, of the yeah, yeah, he'll Come quit. on. Right. I was like, that's weird. He'll quit. He'll ta- I get it. I get it. He'll quit yeah. to you. Understand. What I'm saying is um, it would be like having Kane take off his mask on Raw. Oh, wait. They did do that. <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, no, they're not. 
I mean, was the, it SmackDown? Oh my God! Oh. No, no, no! It was, it was Raw, and it then like raw. he showed up for the first time on. You Smackdown. didn't see it, right? You only saw like the back of his yeah, head he, when he, he took kinda, it off. Yeah, but he did the arm. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, the the big reason for it is, is the Cena Open Challenge is going too well right now. I think that's as much as anything. You don't want to, you don't sure, want to pull that away from because that's the highlight of Raw right now, just about it, or one of the highlights every week. So yeah. you you don't want to stop that. Yeah. So I'm with you. Look, I, th- he's not quitting. He's not right. quitting. It's not happening. And, and Lana is very clearly saying, I quit. Yes. On Russo's Correct. Behalf. I'm in agreement on that. Yeah. You in agreement? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on the Cena bandwagon. <laughs> Cena bandwagon? What is that? <laughs> um, all right, guys. We got... We got uh, oh, are we already there? We're, we're, we're there. We, we <laughs> got see the, the Shield triple threat plus Randy Orton <laughs> for the title. Um, yeah. So, we, so we, we got this match that we're all been clamoring for, the Shield Triple Threat, Shield Triple Threat. Yeah, just, it's just, just a Fatal 4 right now. Just one more piece. Uh, um, I don't think that's a problem because... No, I, I don't necessarily I don't either. What anyone says right now, I do not care what anyone says right now. Even my boy Roman included, nobody's hotter than Randy Orton. I mean, I think you make an argument for Dean Ambrose. I think well, that, that was, I mean, Ambrose is hot, but it also has Neville, to be, since, on. It was Cincinnati, right. I get that being yeah. in Cincinnati was a big part of that. That's How fair. awesome was that, by the oh, way, incredible. with with, with uh, Jamie Noble standing up to Triple H and then that whole match? That was, I thought I told you because I texted you when I saw that. I was like, that was the, I was like, that was the highlight of opening I mean, that was just the highlight of life because Jamie Noble is great, and he is the man who ended the summer of punk. He ended CM Punk. (laughs) He should end Triple H. He should be the champion, (laughs) Jamie Noble. All right, make a a pick so that this raving lunatic can take a break. Wait, wait, what do you do? Do you think anyone turns at all in this match? That that was my theory last week: is that someone is turning. Do Do you think anything like that happens? No. What I do think happens 100% is Seth Rollins pins Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is only in this match. I hate the first triple bubble, bubble. He's only in this match so that Randy Orton didn't have to get pinned and Roman Reigns didn't have to get pinned. We said that about Seth Rollins uh, at Royal Rumble, though. And did, did and, I don't, that's, and he was there for that. Yeah, but he was also, the, like, had got more offense in than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I'm not arguing that Ambrose isn't going to do great moves and he's not going to have a... He's not going to have a great match, and he's not going to be able to put up things. But he's in the match to get pinned by Seth Rollins. Just like, just like Seth Rollins was in the match at Royal Rumble to get pinned by Brock Lesnar. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't think that matters though, does it? Because I think it, it still helps Dean Ambrose get. Oh heat. no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it didn't matter for Seth. He's a phenomenal champion now. Two months. Right, right. Yeah, he, got, he got the belt two months after he did that at Royal Rumble. I think it almost What's helps like? Dean Ambrose to be in the picture. If he ends up being the guy that gets pinned, right, like that he gets some offense in, I think it almost helps well, him. Well, because because it builds that feud even more. Right, it makes it, it more viable that you think of him more in the terms of a champion than if he was sort of on the outside looking in at the end of the match. The, if, if people really want, if you want to seal triple threat in the main event at SummerSlam, the best way to do it is to make Roman – Look like he's going to pin Dean Ambrose and have Seth come in and weasel away. Again. Well, that's that's how it. Seth should always win in a multi-man match like this. He should take the most sneaky, underhanded way. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, who he yeah, is. But, for but specifically, do it, Roman. Yeah. To that to that match at SummerSlam, that's the easiest, best way to do it. I I I'm still not totally sure that we don't see like Ambrose turn and join. I, I cannot. Again. I cannot stomach the idea that they that will find. Not 
Yeah, they finally went back to doing the Ambrose that character. Will not, let, me, let me rephrase. That will not happen. If I'm, you take I, away Dane Ambrose from the face pool, who's your third face now, young guy? Well, here's, here's the bad. problem. Right now, who's your yeah. third heel? Like, you have Seth Rollins, and then you have Rusev? Kane? Well, like, think, that, that's the problem. Is, Bray Wyatt? I, but Bray Wyatt's in his own little bubble right now. That, that's the problem with Bray Wyatt. He's in such a... And plus, like, it, every time he comes out, it seems like they're about to turn him babyface. That's the other problem with no, Bray. I, no, you're right. There is an issue there. So, I, like, I, I think they actually have more faces than they have heels right now. They do because there has to always be a spot for when the Beast comes back. But I guess he'll be coming back as a face, too. Yeah, he's going to be... So, that's the thing. I, I think you almost need to turn somebody because... Okay, so who would make the most sense Ambrose. of this? I disagree. I think the most sense would be Reigns, but it's so tricky. Well, because okay, and that's that's the, I, you're right. Reigns would absolutely make the most sense, but I don't think they want to do yeah. that, and I don't think they will do that. I, I, I think I love Am- the fact that people came to their senses since WrestleMania and stopped acting like idiots and boo that man. No, no, no. I look. I think that that it was so specific. Remember, everybody liked Roman Reigns until he was thrust in the main event. I, I think it was a very specific. No, like, no so he, everybody liked Roman Reigns when he was in the main event. They didn't like him when Daniel Bryan came back, and look how far that got us so far. Well, yeah, they wanted they wanted a different main event. At, my, my point is they wanted a different main event at WrestleMania. We're going to do this forever, by the way. <laughs> you and I are going to be debating about how they booked you, WrestleMania you, you, you 31. You guys are going to be in the nursing home Correct. together. <laughs> Correct. I'm Correct. still going to be yelling at you about how they screwed it up, and you're going to be like, no, you're an idiot. It was great. It was the greatest WrestleMania ever. We're going right, to do this. Right, you're right. It should have been Daniel Bryan, so remind me. Who's he defending the Intercontinental title against <laughs> at Payback? Yes, because clearly... Who's that... the main in the main event at Payback? Just quick. Just you guys are back, both man. idiots. This oh, wow. <laughs> All right, for F's sake. I don't like any of you. Let's go. <laughs> I've been doing this show for like three hours already. Um, But yeah, that's the... I, I'm getting the sense that they, they need another heel. They need another heel. I don't know whether you elevate... I mean, obviously you're not elevating Rusev if he's about to you know lose to Cena again. Well, I, except for you can elevate him through whatever he ends up doing to, to, well, that's to the, they, they It would be very tricky, though, to, to make him a But the great equalizer is money in the bank. The yes, great that equalizer is, is that money in the bank is coming up and that any of those – Rusev could go – Bray Wyatt, why, you can't say Bray's in his own bubble. If they want to put Bray Wyatt – Bray Wyatt – At this moment, he's in a bubble. Baker. At WrestleMania. Yes, and that would... He is a top three heel in the... In the Un- Undertaker is Wyatt, very much in his own if, bubble. If they want to put Bray Wyatt against any of the faces in the title match tonight at, at SummerSlam, you would have no problem. So then he's obviously top three face. I mean, the heel, sorry. I think he can be. I think he can be used that you, way. You he's, no here's, well, no, no. Here's, Wyatt, Randy Orton, you have no problem with Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose. Here's... here's, no here's Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, you don't even have a problem with Bray Wyatt, Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar comes back. Here's, so here's the problem with Bray Wyatt as opposed to some of the other, other guys. Bray Wyatt, at least the way we've seen him used for the past basically ever since he debuted, is he feuds with the one guy and he does not interact at all with the rest of the roster. That's why it's hard to put him on the totem pole because you could say right now, you know, you can put you know all the faces in with some random heels and stuff. You could do any match. And you could do that with Bray as a, as a match, and the match will be good and no one's complaining about it, but he can't interact with, you know, being that normal face-heel dynamic where it's like, oh, hey, let's do a tag match with these two top faces against these two top heels and put them on because he just doesn't really fit into that dynamic. That's kind of what, yeah, why but, I'm saying he's in his bubble. But at the same time, 
which one of those guys that are in a main event tonight that are faces would would that be a problem with? All of them can just go straight up with Bray Wyatt and not have to interact with anyone else. But you, I don't think you – that see, and this is what I, I talked about with Glenn last week, is that it's not a good thing when you're if you're talking about your main event and having the main event not interact with the rest of the card if it's just – in its own bubble. That was the problem with Cena for so long. I don't know if that's true because, like, think about this. Uh, uh, Lesnar last year against uh, John Cena. Was was there any interaction? And that was a problem. Was it? I thought I, that I, SummerSlam, the build was great. I, again, for, for the thing. We but, got piss and vinegar. <laughs> yes. We blood, got sweat, and piss, blood, whatever blood, it was. Blood, we, vomit, it was, and. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was really it was great wonderful, build but the I'd rather. The I'd rather. Part of the reason that we're having so much trouble here with, like, the intercontinental. Okay, the, so we title. know the answer to the question. We need Brock Lesnar back. Done. Let's <laughs> move on. Well, there's nothing to move on to. This is the main event here. Son of a bitch. All right. And it's why I think I could. If you told me Dean Ambrose turned, I could buy it. I could buy it. Um, why? Why would yeah, I, I, I don't want it because I think that he, he's, awful. you know, I think that it could be the summer of Ambrose and he could be the great, you know, face rising That's up. not going to happen. The champion is a heel. If you want the summer of Ambrose, the champion has to be a face. Wait. You want him to go heel? But no, but no, no. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'd love to see a face summer of Ambrose. But if you told me that they're looking at the card and saying, "What about a summer of Fandango?" Summer of Fandango getting beaten up by Harper and Rowan every week. I'd pay to watch that. I'd pay to watch. But no, I mean, if you told me that they're looking at the card and like, "Holy crap!" Legitimately, right now, our second heel is Big Show. Uh, we need to get one of these guys as a heel. You keep saying that. That is not true. It is true. <laughs> Just because Bray, Bray Wyatt does not on that totem pole. I get to be on AJ's side this time. <laughs> Bray Wyatt does not is not on that totem pole. He cannot go in. Why? You cannot yeah. see him. You cannot see him tagging with Seth Rollins against Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. You can't see it. Therefore, he's not on the oh, totem pole. You, I. I want the card to interact with each other. I want the card to that, interact with each other. Well, I want it. <laughs> he, didn't tag, he didn't tag in when he went against Undertaker at WrestleMania. If, if they're looking for some. John Cena last year. He didn't do it when he did it when he only time he did it when he went against uh, Daniel Bryan. He didn't even do it. His cronies did it. Luke and Harper. I mean, uh, Luke and Rowan. You're right, and I never have put him on the totem pole. I've had him in the bubble. So, so once again, this is your personal opinion. You can't just say, oh, he's not top three because I don't think he should. I'm not saying he's not a top three heel. I'm just saying in the company, in the pa- in the structure of the company, he is in his own. It's like it's like saying Undertaker is the top face. Well, sure, but he's in his own bubble whenever he comes around. He doesn't interact with the guys. Rest of the not the same. <laughs> not the same at all because Bray Wyatt's on every single wall. But Br- he hasn't wrestled in two months. <laughs> Guys, I think we can all agree to one thing. You're both idiots <laughs> now. <laughs> all right. Um, Seth Rollins wins. That's Seth what Rock, we can yeah, all Seth agree Rollins with. Wins Seth Rollins wins because Seth Rollins is awesome. Who stays a face, and you can bet your bottom dollar on that. Is that, your, on that. is that your line? Is that your believe that? <laughs> is that what you're no, going No with? chance in hell is yeah, right. going to uh, bet all your right. bottom dollar. Clear out your bank account and bet your bottom dollar that's coming through. <laughs> All right. Well, can we plug your YouTube show? That uh, Plug your whatever we got to plug for you. Okay. Um, so I am, as you guys know, I'm an Uber driver extraordinaire. Oh. And, um, well, let's, so let's maybe not say extraordinaire. We have no idea if you're any good at it. Oh, I'm 
very good at are, it. Are, are you gonna Are you gonna like drive us somewhere when you do come back up here? Yeah, I would love to interview you. Can guys Can you? This is a question. Can you drive? Like, do you? Can you be an Uber driver here, based on whatever you did down there, or do you have to like sign up for a different company? As long as I no, as long as I have my car. Nice, nice. All right, we'll take a ride with you. As long as we'll I have that. my car registered, I'm good. Yeah, we can do but, that. Um, but like, I it's uh, my YouTube account. Um, you can find it on my Twitter, AJ Francis four one zero. It's the website on my Twitter, and basically all it is is just. I interview the people that I give Uber rides to, random people. Um, I'll have, eventually, I already have it in the works to get some some of my teammates and other celebrities to come and be part of the show. So um, right now there's only three episodes up. A fourth one will go up probably early next week. And um, it'll, it's going to be a good time. How? Uh, it's pretty awesome if I do say something. Yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> one hell of a personality, I believe. <laughs> How awkward is it going to be when he starts, like, at-tweeting Roman Reigns every day when WWE's in Miami? Like, dude, take an Uber ride with me. I'll Uber. pick you up from the airport. <laughs> if, I got to, if I got to Uber interview Roman Reigns, I'd probably jizz my pants. <laughs> that, that is a National I'm Football like, League that, player. That's not PG right there. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. I'm a legitimate fan of – obviously, I'm a fan of wrestling. But I am a legitimate fan of Roman Reigns. A legitimate fan of Bray Wyatt. If I ever met those guys, yeah, yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, you play in the NFL? That's cool." I'd be like, "No, dude. Like, you're fake as I am. Like, you are the man. Like, I need your autograph and a picture. I'm a fan of these people." All right. Um, I, again, I don't love you. I don't really respect you, but I appreciate you coming on this show anyway. That's that's fine. Your opinion on wrestling. <laughs> Hey buddy, uh, we will, uh, we will, you know, we'll enjoy payback without you. We'll, we'll say high five or say hello to Jim Ross for you on Saturday night. Did we'll, you guys get me? you guys get me sweet cop seat? Uh, yeah, I think we did. They're probably not as sweet as when we uh, got you uh, in the front row for uh, whatever that one was, and then you kicked me into the eighth row, wherever the hell I was. Sure. Yeah, maybe you should, next time you should be a main event like I am. Oh, listen, wow. what a, what a dick. Yeah, that's why you're gonna be a. He's gonna heal. That's what he is. Mr. Podcast himself. All right, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk to you before uh, Money in the Bank. I, I, we'll, yeah. we'll, probably, well, that's what we'll probably do with it. Yeah. We'll, we'll have you come on. Before yeah, it's funny we complain about him not coming on the weeks, uh, the other weeks, but we don't really want him on. Those <laughs> weeks. All right, buddy. I'm the one behind the one <laughs> in. 1,000 people listening. <laughs> I'm glad you went with 1,000. I thought you were going to say, like, 11. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. Thank you. No problem, brother. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and... Get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Yep, that's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge to use their ATMs. We don't. Our ATMs are surcharge free, so you can always get cash for nothing because there is no fee. Anytime at all Royal Farms ATMs. A bank or credit card fee may apply. Give your child the ultimate baseball camp experience this summer. At each week-long Ripken Experience Camp, players live and breathe baseball at the nation's finest youth complex. During each week-long camp, Ripken Baseball's elite coaches work alongside former major leaguers to provide an innovative instructional experience. And every camper gets decked out in the latest high-performance gear from Under Armour. Elevate your child's on-field potential with an unforgettable week at the Ripken Experience Aberdeen. 
Powered by Under Armour. Register now at ripkinbaseball.com slash camps. Don't be the guy that has to call your mother-in-law like I've had to in the past and beg for a ride when something's wrong with your vehicle. Take it to First Choice Automotive in Joppa. 410-676-5552. Dave and Chrissy know your car is your life. Free loaner cars with major repairs. Free towing to and from at First Choice Automotive. 410-676-5552 on the web. FCAutomotive.com. Get more than the score on a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. My dad calls it snuff. Uncle Jimmy, well, he calls it chew. Most all the guys in my family use it, and I never thought much of it until one of them turned up with cancer. Doctor said he can get rid of it, but not without taking part of his jaw. So I really don't care what they call it. No way is it worth winding up with a hole in my face. Tobacco stops with me. Ready to quit? Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. Segment number three, jobbing out Glenn Clark. Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And joining us now here on Jobbing Out, really excited to chat with uh, someone who has accomplished just about everything there is to accomplish in the world of pro wrestling, WWE, TNA, you name it, she's done it. Headed back to this area, Maryland Championship Wrestling Ladies Night at Michaels 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, Friday, June 19th. Find out more at MarylandWrestling.com. She is the great Mickey James. Mickey, it's Glenn and Aaron back here in Baltimore. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes for us. Oh, thank you for having me, and thanks for that intro. Yeah, absolutely. We were just going on in the beginning of the show about how, like, how we're really nerdy kind of fans. You know, like, we, we really have truly enjoyed watching everything in your career and everywhere you've gone. And I got to imagine, like, do you get to have a moment now where you can sit back and sort of enjoy it? Like, you've built up everything, and now you can just sort of enjoy being Mickey James now? I think so. But you always set new goals for yourself, don't you? And you try to raise the bar. But I have been very fortunate, and I've done a lot in my career. Not and, only um, – oh, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. I've been very blessed, and I've worked with some amazing people. So it's, it's all, like – yeah, I'm really grateful for that at the end of the day. So – in some aspects, you do take those little moments where you can just appreciate a little bit of, like, the respect, at least the respect from the fans. Now, last time I had a chance, I had the privilege to talk to you about a year ago for the Baltimore Sun. Last time you were uh, in town, and since then you've been through a lot. Of course, uh, you had just had, I believe it was your first kid, right? Yes. You had your first kid. You returned to uh, TNA. So how, how, much, how wild has this year been for you? It's been crazy. It's been, it's been like a almost a year of like whole like new beginnings and and it's just crazy. Like you know, you, there's always those cliches of like, oh, you know, he'll, they'll, your child will completely change your life, and you're like, oh yeah, sure. Um, I guess I was just so career oriented before, where this has completely changed my perspective, perspective. I guess you know. And everything, and it's just you appreciate everything a lot more, right? So I, I have a yeah. I have a three month old Mickey. Um, what what's what's ahead for me in the coming months? <laughs> oh, so much! Like every day is an adventure, right? Like oh. you're seeing the world through their eyes because everything for the first time. And you're just like, oh my goodness! It's it's so it's so cool too, right? Because you every time I look at him, I'm just like, holy crap! That's 
I we we did that, you know, like yeah. <laughs> I just I can't get over it, right? Like it's yeah. everything matters a little bit more. I feel like right, totally, totally. All right, so um, right, here's this is my as a parent. At some point, um, did you have a boy or a girl? A boy. Okay, you had a boy. Office. All right. Yeah. At at some point, your son is going to be aware of who mommy is, right? Sure. Or who, sure. you know, it, maybe at that point it's who mommy was. I don't know where you're going to be in your life. I, well, that. you know, I think because he's already exposed to wrestling so much now. Right. Okay. You know, so, yeah, sure. Um, you know, because he goes with me on the road and, and to the shows and I have somebody watch him. Or if, if Nick is on the show, then we both, you know, kind of toggle. I got we're working. Even TVs. It's crazy, right? Right. Um, <laughs> so, but, so um, it, like, yeah. have, you, have you thought about that at all? Like, have you thought about having to have a conversation where maybe you say, like, Hey, you know, mommy and daddy's life is a little bit different than than your typical friends at school's life. You know, like it's not this this isn't entirely the way that the world fully exists for everyone. Right, right. Well, yeah, and I think too because he's you know like hopefully because he's grown up in it and around it, it's it's his normal, even if it's not normal for. Which is a bit of crazy normal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> No, it'll be. No, I, I think so. I don't know. I feel like yeah, eventually they will have that conversation. But. <laughs> of course, the Nick that you're referring to is Magnus. We all right. know, and that's got to be like, how cool is it for you as someone who, you know, your your accomplishments came earlier to be able to watch him now, and and what he's achieved. How oh, cool is awesome. it now to see that? It's awesome. It's awesome. And then for us now to be able to do the, the storyline together on, on Impact Wrestling, it, it's been really great, you know, because I feel like it's it's even more real because we are a real-life couple and we do have a child and we are engaged. And it's just to see that play out on TV, is it's a different dynamic. You know, it's, 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 I think it's kind of special. I don't know. I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to bring up that storyline because I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, your work. You had that segment with uh, James Storm this past week, which was just delightfully creepy from James. <laughs> that was the best way I could describe it. But uh, it started with you coming out and saying that, uh, you know, you were thinking about stepping away from the ring, retiring, being a mom. Was that something that you really considered and is something that, you know, you might be kind of looking forward in the or not forward to, but looking to in the near future? Um, I don't know how near future. I, I think that, you know, while he's young, I'm, I'm certainly capable of continuing to wrestle and do stuff. And as long as I'm adding to, I feel like if I'm, as long as I'm adding to a show and doing, you know, doing something positive, then yeah, that's great. But if it's just, you know, I've, I've run my course or whatever that is, and that's, and it's time for me to step away, then perhaps like, I feel like I'll always be involved in the wrestling business in some type of way. And whether it's training or, in some aspect, I just love it, you know, and I love everything about it. So if there's some way I could pass that knowledge on to somebody else, then that would be great too. So it just, I don't know. I'm just kind of having fun and enjoying my career and, and enjoying what I'm doing and seeing what happens. It's, it's, impossible. It it's really impossible to think that we've like known you for in, in, in the public view anyway, for, for 15 years, you know what I mean? Like it's, or, or nearly that long, right? Like it's right. impossible to think that it's been, this long of a run and yet here you are you're still only in your mid-30s you still have plenty of time ahead to accomplish even so much more I, I i guess this is the fortunate part about someone who's able to get a start at such a young age right yeah i guess so i mean uh, you know even to say like i mean i guess i started so young i started when i was 18 which i mean i guess a lot of people are now these days and um 
I trained for several years before I finally got my big break, I would say. I had, like, you know, little monuments along the way, right? Go, going to Ring of Honor, going to TNA, and then going on to WWE and the developmental program there, and then actually debuting on TV. So it was all these, like, goals and achievements, and it was really like a ladder, like you're trying to climb. And I, and I feel like a lot of people go through this, and, and you, it really takes a toll on you, like, mentally and physically, because it's every day the grind, you know, just to try to make it. And when you finally achieve that moment, you're just, like, overwhelmed, you know, and you just try to embrace it. But it's just, yeah, so, I mean, now to step back and do it, I have, because I had to take that whole, you know, take the whole year off and, and enjoy my pregnancy and whatever. And now to come back and, like, it's all fresh and new for me. And now it's a little bit different because I don't, it's really not, I'm not the, so, like, oh, what's, what is in it for me? Like, making sure I, you know, keep going and achieve goals. It's like, really just, I'm just happy just doing what I'm doing, you know? That's cool. That's really, really cool. Mickey James it with us. Cool. It's really it cool. cool. Follow her on Twitter. It's at Mickey James. Um, Mickey, the, the state of women's wrestling is a constant conversation that a lot of people have a ton of opinions about right now. That um, the way it not, and it's different from promotion to promotion, I'm aware, but it still feels like there's a stigma and old boys, hey, we want, you know, scantily clad women to come out and, and entertain us, where there are others that say, you know, we want um, real solid technical wrestling, and we haven't yet found ex- exactly the way it's supposed to be, I guess is the answer to that question. Yeah. Where do you feel like the state of women's wrestling as a whole is right now, and where do you think it might be within, say, five to ten years? Oh, man. Wow. I don't know. I guess, I mean, you know, I come a bit from, I don't know if it's old school mentality or where, but I feel like there needs to be a balance of both. If that makes any sense. I feel like there needs to be those girls that are just valets, that are just eye candy. And when they do something special, it's a little bit gimmicky and it's a little bit fun. And then you have your serious women's division, right? So there's flavors because it's just depth of different characters, you know, and it it really does open the door for so many more opportunities for different women. Um, I mean, you look at like, you know, Sable and when Trish first came in, she was, just a manager for like you know the first couple of years so you, i mean there's definitely something to be said for the strength in those types of characters right i don't disagree at all and by the way i i don't think i think immediately when you use the phrase eye candy it's heard of as like sexist right but right. i i don't think it's that far off from the concept of having you know randy orton constantly walking around in his trunks because we know he's a good looking guy you know right. like we know that there is a female part of the audience that says I want more, you know, good-looking uh, uh, guys in the ring, too. Like, I don't think that right. it's... Well, nec- and you look at people, like, like, look at the girls like Tori Wilson, who had an amazing career, a better career than a lot of girls. And she was never, like, her wrestling was never her strong suit. Her character and just her being her was, that's what, you know, people just loved her. You know, you just you can't deny that. So it's just, I think there's a place for everyone, as long as you are you know, good in your own skin and you can do whatever it is like that role, then yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And then, but I believe just because I love wrestling and I always wanted to be one of the best female wrestlers out there or just, you know, um, but the wrestling side is such a, you know, for when you're going after the women's division and the, and the women's championship, those women have to be in like top caliber female athletes. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no. I, I think that makes a lot of sense, and I think that's what I think that what you're describing is is generally what most people kind of want. I still think that there are a lot of people that are fully stuck, you know, in 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 a barbaric time period, and I think that there are some people that are like so you know, incent in, in on uh, progressivism that, like, you know, there's no room for anyone to show uh, sexuality whatsoever. But I think that for the most part, most of us that are forward-thinking, like, individuals would tend to agree that there's room for all of these things within an entertainment show. You know, yeah. like, like, don't forget <laughs> that's what we're doing at the end of the day. We're not setting the tone for morality throughout the country. We're trying to entertain people on a Friday night in Glen Burnie. <laughs> I mean, it seems fair enough to me. Hey, have you had a chance to uh, to get to know Billy Corgan at all yet? Um, I've actually I've known Billy for a while. So, well, you know, obviously we chatted with him at TV's, and it was good to see him there and see his mind working, and just to get his opinion and, and his views on things. So, I'm excited, man. What, what do you think it is that he brings to the table for TNA? Like, what have you what have you noticed? Well, I just feel like it's just a, from a different perspective, right? Like, he comes from the music world and the entertainment world and that side of it, and he's a wrestling fan. But um, he just, you know, he has a, a vision that perhaps us in the wrestling world or the you know writers, as they're from a different side of the TV world and in wrestling, like they just might not see or like it just adds a different, you know, dynamic to the show. What, what's the transition to uh, Destination America been like? And, and what's just TNA been like in general the past few months? Obviously, we've heard a lot of things, but it has to be affecting you even more as both you and Magnus are uh, involved with the company. Right. No, it's been great, honestly. I feel like it's had, you know, it's been a really positive vibe throughout the whole, throughout the whole locker room and, and the show as well. And, and you know, the people from Destination America, they're, they're there during the tapings and, and the live shows. And it's just been great. And we have, you know, the different shows and the replays. And it, it's just a cool thing. And I think as the network itself, it's trying to grow. And now we are there, you know, really kind of marquee show that it's it just kind of everyone wins. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I, and now that we have, you know, we also are getting going global and we have TVs now in, in Australia and Canada and, um, forgive me, I think it's, you know, India and, and they'll just keep coming. So, yeah, I feel good. Has there been any, I know that there was talk with this latest uh, China tour being canceled. Was was that deflating at all or do you just kind of push on and say, okay, well, that didn't happen, but other doors will open up? Um, I, well, I wasn't on the China tour because there was no way I was going to be able to make that work. Right. Uh, <laughs> So it didn't affect me at all. <laughs> not, a, uh, not a concern. Yeah, no, I mean, I believe, you know, it was just one of those things that I, China is just a, such a hard country to tour in anyway. I think there's so much legality stuff because their their government is obviously a lot different than ours. Um, but yeah, oh well. But perhaps it's something that we can you know make work in the future now that they get the the tape out of the way. I guess. All right, I got a, I got a question that just came to me a second ago, and it's no, I yeah, right, I know you. What, what you think is that we studied all night? Well, you don't know is all the questions just came to me. Aaron said we got Mickey James on today. I got a ton of questions, but I don't want to, any of them to be. Uh, I I was really attracted to you, and so I'm just doing my best to not sound like that. All right, I think I've handled it fairly well. Um, AJ Lee just stepped away from the WWE not long ago, and she's only 28. And there's a long time ahead for whatever she's going to do. If if she came to you as someone who has accomplished everything that you've accomplished and 
you've had times where you needed to step away from things and do other things and just said, hey, Mickey, could you give me a little bit of advice? What would you say to someone like A.J. Lee? Oh, wow. I don't know. I guess if this is a decision that she's made to do, then embrace it and go for it. I don't know what she's intending on doing, but she is so young that even if she stepped away for a couple of years and then decided, oh, I still love wrestling and I want to do something, I feel like there's always there's different opportunities that she could probably, you know, go after and definitely do. I, I would assume, I mean, yeah, I, I would assume so. I don't so. know. I don't feel on a place or wherever to give AJ <laughs> life advice, you know. <laughs> it, is it, is it? This is a deep thought by MJ. <laughs> yeah, right. See, now we, maybe this will be a book, right? We could be giving even more ideas. Yeah. It, is it weird? Like I've I've talked to uh, women's wrestlers over over you know the course of my career, and and a lot of them have said they look up to you and and they you you as a role model. Is that still kind of weird oh, wow. to hear? No, it's crazy. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm very honored and flattered, but it's crazy to think, right? In fact, I've made mistakes, and and I mean, I know you know you just you do, and uh, it's crazy to think like that, you know, but. Makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel good, but yeah, it's pretty humbling. So, so you're coming up here to uh, uh, Glen Burnie, this area, for Ladies' Night with MCW. Um, I'm, I'm sure if we think back a while, you made plenty of appearances in the Baltimore. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to come back to MCW. You know, most people don't know that I kind of, that's where my roots are. Yeah, I started, when I first started wrestling, I started a small school in Virginia, but then I transferred to MCW and I was doing their shows and then they were running all girls shows at the same time. And that's kind of really where I started to branch out and they helped me take, take me myself to the next level from going from just like very green and very, you know, indie to try to build myself, you know, and just become better and, and put me against, you know, girls who, who had worked elsewhere and, and it's just, you know, I owe him a lot. So I'm like, yeah, it's exciting to come back and, and do that. And then Mick Foley's going to be there. Melina's going to yeah. be there. You know, um, Tara, Victoria, Lisa Marie, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> I'm excited. She's going to be the special guest referee for the match, for the Women's Championship match. I'm taking on Amber Rodriguez. Uh, it. It is ladies' night, and it is going to be a card full of matches with just some of not just you. You mentioned Molina, you mentioned you, obviously, but you also have uh, some of the top independent women wrestlers. Uh, Kimberly is coming in, obviously. You mentioned Amber Rodriguez. Why is it? Do you, do you think that you don't see more of this more often on the independent scene? Because there is a lot of good talent out there. There is a that's well, like I think there is a lot of good talent out there right now, and um, it's really you know kind of innovative when they do like a special card like this because to bring in all the top female talent because you can really see some pretty special matches. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's different federations out there, right? Like, there's Shine and there's Shimmer mm -hmm. and there's different things that are, are pretty female, just driven. Uh, but this one's going to be pretty special. Have, 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 so. have you had a chance to work with some of these, you know, top independent? Is there anybody that uh, you see out there on the independent scene who you think could really be the next big thing? Oh, wow. Um, Cherry Bomb. I've worked Cherry Bomb recently, twice, and I, I really I really rate her. She's awesome, and we've had some pretty great matches. And then I think I wrestled Athena recently in that match. I thought really good. She's, awesome. She's really talented. So, uh, 
you know, I, 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 I see both of them. It's, it's hard to say. You know, there, there really is so much talent out there that's, you know, they're women from when I was in the independence and trying to make it to now, I think it's a whole nother level of talent. You, you know what I mean? And because of people like you, because they look up and say, we want to be the next Mickey James. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, TNA uh, uh, knockout. Um, country singer, musician, TV personality, superstar extraordinaire, Mickey James. She'll be here in this area, England, Bernie. On a Friday, June 19th for Ladies Night with Maryland Championship Wrestling. Go to MarylandWrestling.com right now to get your tickets. And as she mentioned, a whole lot of other familiar names on the card. And Mick Foley is going to be there as well. It's going to be an awful lot of fun. Give her a follow on Twitter as well. She's very active on there, at Mickey James. And most important title, of course, is the title of Mom, which we love a lot around here. And, Mickey, thank you so awesome. much for taking the time for guys. us today. Thank really appreciate it. Me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Mickey James. All right. See ya. Great stuff with Mickey James, man. Really appreciate that. Go check her out at Ladies Night at MCW on uh, June 19th, Friday night. England Bernie. It's going to be a lot of fun. MarylandWrestling.com to find out more. Big fan of Mickey James. I don't think that was awkward. I don't think I came off as like a. I, I think she. I don't think she knows that I was such a super stalker. And and here's the thing. She has a giant British fiance, so she mm, knows that even if that. you get a yeah. little bit creepy, that uh, Magnus will absolutely destroy you. I know you're not a huge TNA fan, but Magnus. No, he's is, a he's a large man. He's he's yeah. a little bit scary. And, and that, I, I know that we we don't give TNA a lot of credit, but over the past few weeks they've been pretty on point with a lot of their shows and uh that segment they're, they're doing a little mini feud here with her and james storm and magnus and james storm being like the supportive best friend type move and magnus getting all jealous about Ooh. that Ooh. and it's really really good okay okay i like that that's not too bad i can get behind that well good stuff all around um appreciate mickey james hopping on with us uh we're gonna do things a little bit differently to wind down today we, we've done a lot of show <laughs> So far, I know this week we've done a lot of show. So how about we scrap the uh, quick count, and instead, because I know only, this, there's only one thing that matters to me this week. Well, there was, I, and I know this is one that you're going to include in the quick count, but I also know that this is something that was huge for you. You got a chance to go up and check out a really awesome show this week, and I just wanted to give you an opportunity to tell us uh, about the event um, as as Ring of Honor came together with uh, Global Force, New Japan, New Japan. My oh, God. My, Global Force is the other yeah, thing. I they, know. They've um, worked with New Japan's work with Global my Force. My bad. Today. I'm sorry, all of you people that are involved with this. Project. I know you're you're just awful person. Yeah, but right? um, no, I mean it was awesome. New Japan is becoming such a huge thing in wrestling, and I know that you know you make fun of me just for NXT. Oh, yeah. So you know, yeah, New Japan. But New Japan, legitimately, you can make the case is the best wrestling in the world uh, today. So I got to see some of these guys who. I had never seen before live and very possibly may never get to see again. Uh, Okada was there. Nakamura was there. Yeah. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, all 50 years old of him, was there. Actually, that was... That was probably the moment of the night where they think it was uh, him and Tanahashi, who is a former New Japan champion, going against uh, Red Dragon, and Red Dragon won. And just at the end, they, they let Liger stand in the ring, get this huge hand from... Oh, and by the way, did I mention, it was in the ECW arena. Yeah, 12, that's a pretty neat place to yeah, be. 1,200-plus uh, standing room, to uh, completely packed crowd in Philadelphia, in the ECW arena. Um, I got to see legitimately... 
one of the best live shows I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I, I went to night one, not night two. I heard night two was just as good. Um, but I got to see, you know, I got that match. I got to see just a fun, spotty fest match. The Young Bucks, who I actually got to talk to uh, before the show started, talk to them for Rolling Stone. Oh, nice. Which uh, you'll be able to see in the next few days, probably, that interview oh, come out with How them. about that? Uh, but I saw them face the the kingdom matt taven and michael bennett and christopher daniels and kazarian in a three-way crazy spotty you know exactly what you would want Uh, flippy shit yes exactly what you would want from that style of that it was exactly what it was i saw uh aj uh, AJ styles go against adam cole one of the most brutal matches that ended with two pile drivers from aj styles into a styles clash which basically looked like adam cole got killed um, and I saw something that I have never seen before, and I probably will never see after. I saw the Briscoes get booed. The Briscoes. Oh. Yeah, I mean, oh. I, I've taken you to a Ring of Honor show, so, you know, you know the Briscoes. Yeah. But I got to see them face Okada and Nakamura as a tag team, and those two guys are just on another planet as far as their reactions. Like, Okada came out. He's great. He's 27. If he wants to go to the WWE, he will make it to the WWE. He's 27. He's got the look. He's got everything other than maybe the English language down. But if WWE wants him, if he wants – I'm sure WWE wants him because they're not stupid because he would fit perfectly in. And the question is, does he want to go? Nakamura is the – This is the guy that Daniel Bryan said he wanted to face? Yes. Man. This is – and he's faced Brock Lesnar at one point. When Brock Lesnar had a short run in New oh, Japan, that's right, yeah. he faced him. He is the single greatest showman in the – I will go as far as say, as far as in-ring showman, he is the greatest showman in the history of wrestling. Jesus, okay. He says, he says you know, he, he talks about who he models himself, and he talks about, you know, various wrestlers. Then he says he models himself after Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury. I, I um, I'm a pretty good showman. They're, they're, they're not bad. They're not bad, but he was – when he came out, the reaction from that crowd and just him walking around the ring, he's a guy, he's in his mid-30s, his body is breaking down, so he's never a guy we will see in WWE. But if he did, he could be a guy, he couldn't sp- wouldn't, maybe wouldn't speak a lick of English, he could get over with the WWE crowd because he's that damn good. Wow. And the match they had with the Briscoes was great. The crowd was absurdly uh, all about it. Uh, There's another great match I didn't even mention, which was uh, Roderick Strong against Kushida, which was oh. kind of an under... I'm in on Roderick Strong. You, you know Roderick Strong. I know Roderick Strong, yes. yes. Uh, they, that might have been the match of the night, and that was the second match of the night, and they were just beating the crap out of each other. It was just ridiculous back-and-forth match. And just to be able to see New Japan, and they had it was great. They had uh, you know like autograph signings and pictures beforehand. I never go and pay for autographs or never pay for pictures yeah, and sure. stuff. Right. I, I, had, I saw Nakamura at the table there. I was just like, I, I have to do it, and I got the greatest wow. picture ever with wow. it. I mean, that's how big Nakamura is wow. that I, I really felt like I had to do it. And it was a great show. If you ever have a chance to see New Japan, first of all, first of all, do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube. Go on Daily Motion. Find New Japan shows. Go go back. If you haven't seen Wrestle Kingdom 9, which had Jim Ross and Matt Stryker on commentary, uh, go back and watch that. And, uh, you know, every time I, I see them, I just I wonder if an American New Japan show television show would work out i still think there would be a lot of issues to overcome and i don't know that they could do it but i would watch it in a heart because those all those yeah, guys so, are so what is yeah what is the what's the payoff to this between the two i mean is this just like a one-off thing they do well, it? They're, they're doing um a series of four shows they're doing the two nights in philly they have a day off uh, today on thursday and then they have an eye pay-per-view in toronto on friday and then a tv taping on saturday so they're doing it to draw buzz they're doing it to get these dream matches 
that you know you're not going to see anywhere else. Um, th- and there is a question. You know, they had Global Force uh, put on that presentation back at Wrestle Kingdom Nine, and there's you know they have a sort of show on Access TV right now. Okay. They basically it's sort of like a highlight show. They take like two guys in the studio and they like take the Daily Motion uh, videos. And just do commentary over oh, it, okay. Which is which is cool, but I mean, there is question: Could a, especially with the way that New Japan is right now, there's something called the Bullet Club for those of you who aren't quite as familiar, which is basically all of the Americans in New Japan. So AJ Styles leading it. You have the Young Bucks, you have Doc Gallows and uh, Machine Gun Anderson, uh, Cody Hall, uh, Scott Hall's son is actually part of it. Oh, nice. Um, but basically all the Americans, they are badass, and they have infiltrated every part of American wrestling, except for WWE. But, like, you, you'll you have them show up. You'll go to an indie show. Like, we went to that show in Glenbury. I saw a ton of Bullet Club shirts okay. there, and they weren't even on the card. Okay. Um, so with, with the popularity of the Bullet Club, there's a question, okay, could you have them cross, you know, get an actual show in America? I don't know if they could. It would be really hard. Just like you couldn't do any in-ring promos unless you did subtitles or dubs, which might be – you know, infinitely hard, but um, yeah, it, yeah. it would be awesome if they could because New Japan wrestling is phenomenal. It's That's just cool. phenomenal. That's really, really so, cool. Yeah, that was just That's awesome. neat, man. Very, very cool. And so uh, you got the interview coming with the Young Bucks at uh, Rolling Stone shortly, and we look forward to that. All right, before we uh, wrap the show up with our top five, which will be a little bit different this week, uh, I want to tell everybody one more time about WrestleCrate because we love having them on board. They are awesome. The product is incredible, and we got a great special offer for you, our listeners, about WrestleCrate. So you hear it, you say, dude, what, is, what the heck is WrestleCrate? I mean, it says Wrestle, so it sounds like it might be something that I like. Yeah, it would definitely be something that you would like. You know how I know that? Because I know you're a wrestling fan, and this is for all wrestling fans. What it is, is it's essentially a care package, right? Like, you've heard of care package when you were in college, maybe your parents sent you a care package. Well, this is kind of a care package for pro wrestling fans. Wrestling fans, it's time for Wrestling Crate. Wrestle Crate is a pro wrestling themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those t-shirts, they're just $19.99 by themselves. That's it. So uh, maybe that sounds the wrong way. Hang on a second. They are nineteen ninety nine. If you just get the T-shirt, it's nineteen ninety nine for the T-shirt alone. You get one of those in every wrestle crate. Those prices start at just fifteen dollars. Do the math. It's worth it for the T-shirt alone, and you're getting everything else thrown in on top of it. Check them out at wrestlecrate.com. Follow them on Twitter at wrestlecrates and search wrestlecrate on Facebook. And Aaron, a great offer that we have for jobbing out listeners if they want to take advantage of WrestleCrate. Yeah, type in, in the code JO sent me and you'll get ten percent off your first crate and it's a great deal. I don't know why you wouldn't take advantage of it, but here's the thing. You gotta sign up for WrestleCrates quickly. The deadline for the next crate's coming up real quick. Okay. So once you hear this, go out to WrestleCrates. Right now, go sign up so to make sure that you get on to this May crate here. Obviously, you can sign up whenever you want, and you'll get the crate, but you want it as soon as possible. So I would sign up uh, as soon as this weekend if you can. All right, so there you go. Get Use that code J-O-SENT-ME, J-O-SENT-ME, S-E-N-T-M-E, J-O-SENT-ME, 
Uh, all one word, right? No spaces? No spaces. No spaces. J-O sent me, and you can take advantage of 10% off at WrestleCrate, and that's really, really cool. All right, so uh, Aaron, we're going to Payback on Sunday night. Yes, we are. And usually we wrap the show with our top five things that we're enjoying the most in pro wrestling right now, but we didn't really complain a whole lot on this show. I mean, I com- uh, it's probably not true. I complain about things all the time. Um, one of my favorite parts of going to wrestling is trying to start obnoxious chants. You know that about me. It's I, I kind of prefer that it's only me that does it. You know what I mean? I don't really... You go overboard sometimes. I don't, sometimes you're funny. Sometimes you're just that drunk jerk. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't drink much any longer. Well, you're still that drunk jerk. Oh, that's weird. All right. <laughs> Uh, so I just wanted to throw out a few ideas. These are my top five chants that I could go with, perhaps, on Sunday night for payback. And, and I'm going I'm to grade them or tweak them and see if we can get Okay, see what we can do there. For example, my number five I think you're going to like, because my number five is during a high-flying match, we start doing this chant. Flippy shit! Flippy shit! See, here's the problem with that one, is that flippy shit is usually used as a pejorative. It's just, oh. it's just to, to go oh. kind of like, oh, they're not doing anything. So they're just kind of flipping around and doing stuff. So that would be the problem with that. Mm. Granted, in general, not a, not a bad one or flippy anything. But it's, it's, it's kind of a pejorative to All say right. uh, flippy right. shit where it's just like, okay, you're just kind of flying around not doing anything. I think that um, – hang on a second. Let me it's not oh. a terrible mm. one. Right. I, right. I don't completely fail it. Right. but. Uh, my number four is a little bit more uh, pop culture centric, um, just because I think this is appropriate. You know, in, in pro wrestling, um, whenever anyone reaches the end of their run, we we want to send them off appropriately, right? You know, like we want to give them a, a, a pass along our thank yous. So, what if we did something like this? Thank you, Letterman. Thank you, Letterman. Is it too many sy- syllables? Um, is it too many? I mean, and you're you're doing a Letterman chant at a wrestling show. Well, I don't understand. Well, I, we all we all want to thank him. We we do want to thank him. We all him. want to thank him. And and if if I mean our podcast can absolutely thank him and stuff. I, I don't know if I would if I was in the ring. It, you know, if this was a pre-show thing, you know, we, there was a lull in it, just absolutely nothing happened. You yeah. wanted to start? Sure, why not? Okay. If there's someone in the ring, I would be very much against that. Uh, I don't see how, I don't understand this at all. All right, my number three, I think this is definitely appropriate. Uh, we have a new friend who we're going to see this weekend, and I think it would be appropriate for me just to, to remind everyone, I know Jim Ross. I know, Jim. I just think that it would be appropriate to share that with our neighbors. That, that absolutely. I mean, they would be jealous of you. And, right. And if you're doing a chant, you want attention on you anyway. Exactly. So you're trying to do it. It's a fact. I mean, you, you could also do uh, JR's ringside, do it as an advertisement mm. for mm. Uh, for his show. But there. I don't really want this to be about him. Uh, you, this you, is you more about, about me. You want it to be about this you. more about and me. And by the way, if you uh, haven't gotten your tickets yet, you should for uh, Jim Ross ringside at Ramset Saturday night. And uh, from what I hear... If you happen to go to the Orioles game on Friday, you may see a certain guy Ooh. in a cowboy hat there, Ooh. from what I understand. Ooh, uh, 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 Donald Cerrone? Exactly. <laughs> All right. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, okay. Um, you know, speaking of current events, I feel like this one might also be appropriate. And I think that the, given the crowd that it's going to be there at Payback, I think that they would uh, get behind this one. What if we did this? Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. 
Bernie, you know. Cause, who, are, who are you chanting it at? Is there? A, do you have a target? No, I just that? feel like I, I think we oh. need to, to to share information that there are multiple candidates for president in the upcoming election. That's interesting. And I, I think that maybe Bernie Sanders. I was going to say he might be someone to chant at Kane since Kane has uh, political aspirations. Oh, and he's more of a conservative, isn't he? He's, he's libertarian, but yeah. He, okay. I, he, yeah. So because I also like, thought we could do it with another obscure candidate. We could also do Fiorina. Because I just feel like yeah. they need to get their yeah. names out there. All They're right. just not getting the attention. Now, see, if, I, I, that, I think that, you'd have to time it correctly. Okay. But if you chanted at Kane, when Kane comes out to be whatever his role is. Yeah, I don't really know. Oh, right. well, right, because he's being fired at Frollin. That's, right. yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He but um, when, when, when he comes out, if you want to chant, all right, that, that could work. That could work. Okay, all right. And then I think the most appropriate one that we could chant on Sunday night, and I assume that he'll be watching live on the WWE Network for only nine ninety nine a month, AJ Sucks. AJ sucks. AJ. We can get behind that, right? You have to add. The problem is that. Then it sounds like we're talking about AJ Lee. Lee. Son of a bitch. Yeah, that's the problem. So how about instead, everyone who's there at it, uh, I don't care when it happens, jobbing out. Jobbing (laughs) out. Jobbing out. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're going to be lonely when we do that one, pal. All right, there you go. Those are my top five chants. All right, we're going to have fun at Payback. on So we're going to have a fun weekend ahead of us. If, if you see us either Yeah, purchase us multiple beers, yes. Uh, not just that, but just say hi. Say you enjoy the podcast. We're, we're friendly yeah, I don't people. really want that. I really want uh, you to purchase Well, beer. yes. I mean, I want the beer, too. Because I, I don't really, honestly, and I mean this with all due respect, I don't really care what your opinion about the podcast is. You don't have to like it. If you don't like it, just click play anyway. It helps us. You know what I mean? Like... I, you can hate listen to it all you want. I do that. Oh, as sometimes. long as you listen to it. Yeah, right. I don't care if you don't like it. That's fine. In fact, if you don't like it, I, you know, go f yourself. I, <laughs> I, I mean, there's all due respect. I, I don't care what your opinion is. I'm gonna do the show that I want to do. <laughs> I mean, until they tell me I'm not allowed to do it any longer. But I'm at the same time, well, come up and say that they hate us. Uh, sure. I just, I just I, tell come, me that come, you hate listen. Whatever. Come up and say hi to us. We're, just we're buy we're, me a beer. We're or, we're friendly people. We like eh, beer. Eh. We'll be around. During the show, we'll probably hang out a little bit after the show. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Hey, we'll see. What's this guy doing here, Steve? No, sorry, we got to wrap up. I gotta yeah, talk we got to wrap him. up. All right. Uh, thank you to Mickey James for, for uh, joining us. Uh, go check her out, Maryland Championship Wrestling, MarylandWrestling.com. Thanks also to AJ Francis. I guess I mean because we have to at uh, AJ410 on Twitter, our uh, long-lost co-host, main eventer. And thanks to WrestleCrate for making the show possible each and every week. We will talk to you next week after a fun weekend. Enjoy payback. For Aaron Oster, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Jobbing Out.